I'm taking this out of the poop realm right now, and I just want to <laughs> say this. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Edwards. And this is episode 320. Once again, uh, the number just seems too high. That can't be. But apparently we've done uh, that amount of things, which, you know, good. And if you listen to them all, wow, that's uh, that's 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 impressive. Uh, yes. Listen, if you're if you're uh, an enjoyer of the show and perhaps you are, perhaps you aren't and uh, perhaps you aren't, if, in which case stop listening now. <laughs> There's so many other podcasts to listen to. Mm-hmm. Why? You Why know, you, you don't this? live forever. Yeah. What yeah, are you this, doing? This person's this listening and they're so mad. But if you're someone time. who goes, I want a little extra. Well, here's the thing. Mm, I thought you were say a little action. Well, if you want a little action, yeah. why? What are you offering, Dave? <laughs> so I was, you were the one talking. How things going with the old marriage? <laughs> Pretty good? you spice things Listen, up with yeah, the old I podcast? It, I think it's time. I've heard podcasters do that. Actually, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, just uh, ma- mention that they're up for up for some shenanigans in their podcast. And it's really? Just, do they have you, a code, though? Do they code no, no, right on no, it? Nope. They just say, I want to uh, be invited to sexy parties and uh, whatnot. And then they uh, hmm. apparently go to sexy parties and have sexy fun times. Okay. Well, I just want everyone to know then yeah. that I don't want to be invited to sexy parties. Especially not sexy surprise parties. But I do want to be invited <laughs> to parties. Oh, okay. Sexy surprise parties. Yeah. yeah that's different. Yeah, they all just jump out and they're wearing various <laughs> forms of things. And you're like, ah, I was not prepared for this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so here's here's the thing. If you if you like the, the show and you want mm-hmm. like more show than other people get, you can do that because we've got a contest coming up uh, that's just for January. Uh, yep. We're offering you, uh, the listener, a uh, chance to win uh, your own Sneaky Dragon episode. What's that mean? That's that makes amazing. no sense. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to like record an episode just for you. You pick three topics. That's the rules. You pick three topics, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to draw a name out of a hat, as we do. Uh, yeah. It might be the same hat as earlier. It might be a new hat. <laughs> we don't know. Actually, we're going to uh, – we got a Patreon account if you want to like help us raise funds for a new hat. Um, but what's going to happen is you give us three – you don't have to pay any money to enter this contest, by the way. Uh, you, you give us three topics, and if we pick your name, we're going to do an episode just for you uh, on those three topics and probably more. Uh, and uh, it'll be about an hour long, and uh, you can do with it what you want. If you want to put it on the air yourself, that's great. If you want to just keep it to yourself, that's fine. If you want to like have a party, uh, invite Dave to the party. Uh, <laughs> everyone gathers around the radio, and you turn yeah. it on. Uh, you can do that. Whatever you want to do with it, it's uh, it's up to you. Some mm-hmm. some other podcasters have said that they've uh, lost episodes of their show yeah. through various technical problems, and Lord knows we know what that's like, they're going to air this episode instead. And uh, they've given us the topics that would like work for their podcast. Yeah. Other listeners uh, have been saying things like, oh, when are you going to do another Completely Beatles? Hey, listen, <laughs> give us Beatles as the topics. You basically got a mini Beatles episode uh, there. So you do do what you want, man. Yeah, it's it's your call. We'll talk about the things that you want to uh, talk about. If you want us to talk about sexy parties, we'll uh, we'll do that. <laughs> sexy party podcast would actually be a good uh, a good title. Podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. a good name. It's a good name. You know, I've been looking to do one with my daughters, and that is not the title. <laughs> nope, that would work at all. Uh, yeah, that uh, this bring you brought up the fact that we've had a. a I would call that show, by the way, that you're Ooh, talking yep. about. Uh-huh. Father knows worst. Mm. <laughs> yes, that would be very accurate. Uh, that uh, podcast fill-in episode, that's a true. That's a true thing, and it'd be, that would be the the one I'd least like to do. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Mm. So that's probably the one that will get picked. Judging by right. Murphy's Law. 
I shouldn't yeah, have said anything. Because it's about the periodic table of elements. And there are certain elements you do not like to talk I about. I do not like I do not like elements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't against. like elements. What a rough life you would have <laughs> if you don't like any of the periodic table of like, elements. Well, I, I hate meant, them all. I just meant elements on a stove. Oh, okay. They're not safe. Be careful. Don't lean on them. Not even if you think they're off or that they've cooled down. Just leave them alone. Have you had this experience? No. Just okay. a warning. If you do do that, please record it and send it to Fail Army. <laughs> Because my wife and I have been taking little breaks when we need to kind of wake up yeah. from our work. Yeah. And we put on the Fail Army videos. And well, they're not too mean, which is nice. Yeah, good thing. Welcome to, welcome to catching up. Uh, it's uh, just just fun watching people fall down. They just started doing that this year. Fail Apparently Army. stripper poles, no, not good. <laughs> you will fall down <laughs> off a stripper pole, which well, is not a surprise. Or the pole will fall out of the wall. Yes. It will come out of the ceiling. Or you will hit the mirror next to you. Mm-hmm. Or your dog will jump on yep. you and start humping you. <laughs> Many things will happen with a stripper pole. I think this is the reason that they don't allow dogs into strip clubs. Yeah. Because dogs will just jump on the stage and just mm. start going at it. And okay. that really can throw throw off a show. They, they just, they're dirty dogs. Yep. That's why they call them that. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, I, I don't mind fail videos, but I prefer success videos. Like I prefer success mm-hmm. uh, comps. On, online like where people doing flips and gymnastics okay. and things like that not i know you're thinking that i like people throwing a ball you know from to one guy who throws it to another to throw it to another all jumping in the pool and then one of them gets it into the net i don't really care for those ones because those you know and i know that you can edit out fails so you can try and do a backward somersault and if it doesn't work out you can send it to fail army and if it works out you can send it to, to six sure the, the winners or whatever they call them but i i like those sort of ones where there's people just succeeding at what they're trying to do. Instead of you know hitting the railing and falling on their head, they actually hit the railing and slide down it. With the, and it works out exactly as they had hoped. I enjoy those ones. Because uh, no matter whether you fail or succeed, it takes skill to do what they're trying to do. And I like to see those little, those little uh, six, you know, the success of their, of their skillfulness. Very good. Much more than them falling on their face. Which is also entertaining, but... You know, I'm putting the one above the other. I think the fail. I do. I rank everything in my life. The fail army ones teach you valuable lessons. Like uh, if your kid is playing baseball, do Mm -hmm. not be behind the bat. Yeah. uh, Because uh, the ball will hit your camera. And or if the kid hits the the ball, they will throw the bat into your camera. This will just happen. So it just it it gives you safety tips. Hmm. Don't swing with that rope over that uh, over that crevasse. Uh, Don't parkour if you're not 100% sure you can parkour. Yeah, make sure you can jump across that thing. It's good, see, good advice. I, well, I mean, depending where you're parkouring, I, I don't, want, I don't like to see people parkouring on skyscraper girders. And where do you, like where do you like to parkour when you parkour? I like to parkour with, a, in a, with like in a room full of mattresses. Mm. That's my, that's my idea of like a really good place to parkour. Because you know, there used I'm to be not. a place called Parker's Mattress City uh, here in Vancouver. They should now change it to Parkour's, <laughs> Parkour's Mattress <laughs> City because it went out of business, I believe. Uh-huh. Just lay down all the mattresses. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little sexy party thing right now. Oh no! This is a slightly sexy party situation. Okay. Um, uh, I was going out with a, a, a lady uh, when this I was recently? young. Oh, younger. No, I was. It was in college. Yeah. And uh, she was living. She was living with her folks, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the family was moving out of this house. Okay. And they were moving out, and so uh, most of the furniture was gone, but all the all the beds for some reason were in one room. 
And so they were all kind of lined up like five five beds like next to each other. And uh, we just turned it into bed land. And it's not like it's a sexa, 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 yeah. you know, but it was just like fun just going like just having this enormous, gigantic, freakishly long bed. Yeah. It was just fun to like roll from one side to the <laughs> other and do like somersaults on them and whatever. So yeah. uh, yeah. it was uh, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Roll around them together. A little bit. There yeah. was a little of the, that too. But then, <laughs> but then, the majority of time, you're just enjoying that. Uh, yeah, you know, there's sure, also somersaults. Sure. Was the family? This is a question. Was the family waiting for Goldilocks to come? I think. Oh, it was a family of bears. You're it correct. Was a family of bears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that makes. And they were always complaining about like not having the right toilet paper. <laughs> they are obsessed with that stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is a weird uh, I assume that where you're listening you have those Charmin bear ads uh where it's the family that's always yeah. talking about the toilet papers. Yeah. You know, all based on does a bear shit in the woods. They no. went like, "Hey, let's take this filthy joke <laughs> and let's make a really uh is that what sweet it is? well, what else is the thing? Why are there is bears with toilet papers besides What's the other yeah. reference from bears and toilet paper? What what's the connection? The only connection is does a bear shit in the woods. I guess. And so these bears But do they are, are the so woods? sweet. They look yeah. like they're Saturday morning cartoon. They they got backstories. One kid's a nerd. You know, he's really studying hard. You mm-hmm. know, dad and mom have like a very flirty yeah. thing going on. They got a nice relationship. I'm not sure if there's a daughter. There's pro- I think there's one more child involved in this situation. But they got backstories now. Yeah, yeah. They've gone from living outdoors, where it is the old bear shits in the woods, to where they clearly have a house now and yeah. go on vacation and rent other properties. So someone's got money to, to be able to do this sure. and a, a credit card and a lot of toilet paper and yeah and toilet paper is their big can issue I, can i give you a counter theory oh please give me a counter theory. which is there's probably nothing worse to poop into than a big thick matted pile of hair God. and Sherman Char- toilet paper can, can get rid of it that's how Ugh. good it is you know so if you i regret bringing this up <laughs> I really regret bringing this up. <laughs> well, it's okay. You didn't like my counter. I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I apologize. No, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, oh. uh, when we're talking about that contest, how the yes. heck do you enter it? We'll tell you near the end of the show. But there's, been right. a, a, there's a variety of ways that you could like yeah. enter this contest, yeah. and we'll give you all the. So if you don't want to like you know listen to this show, yeah. just scoot on down to mm-hmm. the you know much like the bears would have to do without the toilet paper. Scoot on down to the last five minutes of the show, and you'll hear all the uh, ways to uh, enter the contest. So. So you did mention that they have to have uh, three topics. That's for correct. us to talk about. Yep. That it would be an hour. Yep. About an, an hour. Yeah. About an hour. An, our our version of an hour. Right. Metric hour. Canadian <laughs> metric hour. Canadian hour. And it uh, it's theirs entirely to do with do with what they want. That's correct. They can if they want to. They don't have to listen to it. They can just throw it away. Absolutely. And 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 maybe you should. <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get. No. Uh, you could play it backwards. Listen for satanic could, messages. Sure. Yeah. Or you could just. Assume it's probably the greatest episode you've ever heard in your life and just not bother listening to it and just keep that assumption. Let me ask you something as a uh, semi-music expert, Dave. Mm. And I believe you've been the called... The Beatles. I believe you've been called that in uh, various... Well, this actually does pertain to the Beatles a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, backmasking. Was that ever a real thing where they uh, would uh, have someone say satanic things or, or other things backwards on an mm. album and, and people would play them backwards and go, see, you can hear like, you know... Uh, turn me on, dead man for uh, the Beatles. But like, uh, was that well, ever was that ever actually, real? Yeah. Is is the technology there? Could they do it? And did anyone do it? Is there any actual cases where people I don't did know about, hide messages? Yeah, I'm sure that later on. I but I don't know. I don't know any cases about that because it's something that I've sort of, I think, as a younger person, I was a little um, frustrated by or irritated by because it was when they talked about backmasking, it wasn't like 
haha, what fun. It was a lot of like fundamentalist Christians who t- had taken some time off their satanic cult, uh, um, you know, uh, panic to to talk about backmasking, which was also part of the satanic cult panic. Right. They, did, uh, they didn't have Dungeons and Dragons yet to complain about. They had everything they wanted. They, they, it doesn't matter what you have. This is, you can have unlimited things you can complain about. Yeah, comic books as well. Yeah. It all fits together. Um, and so that seemed to be a big part of it. But I feel like a lot of it is wishful thinking on the part of the listener. For instance, Turn Me On Dead Man, which people say is that in the actual ver- reverse part. Because the thing is, is that the Beatles, when they did uh, Sgt. Pepper, they finished the album. This is great. And then John decided we should put a frequency that only dogs can hear <laughs> after a day in the life end. So there's a pause. And then there's a very high frequency sound. Yeah. And then they decided, you know, it would also be even funnier is if the record, rather than ending, it just went into a loop and the needle just circ. And this is in the days when before uh, automatic returns on, on turntables. Yeah. Or you'd set it so that it stopped the needle before it reached its its point of automatic return. And so they put in a loop, but they just said like a bunch of nonsense. And then Jeff Emmerich, the engineer, just took it all and reversed it, like cut it all up and reversed it. And then just made this random thing and then just played it. And then out of that, people can hear Turn Me On Dead Man. Mm. The reason they can hear Turn Me On Dead Man, though, is not because the Beatles said Turn Me On Dead Man. It's because Paul is dead. And so... They giving us the clue that he's dead by saying "Turn me on, dead man." Um, the same way that cranberry sauce, which John intones near the end of of, uh, of um, Strawberry Fields during the drumming sequence, they uh, run out. He says cranberry sauce. Well, Americans don't know what cranberry sauce is. It's not something they had, so they heard "I buried Paul" because ah. that's what they wanted to hear. Because people were looking for clues for the kind of insane Paul is dead. Uh, panic. This was be- well before the satanic cult panic, the Paul is dead panic. And so, um, I talked a little bit about this on the was it dance after? I think he changed the name of the podcast. But anyway, dance me to da- death. dance after death or something. That was a thing like that. Anyway, Here, here's what you do: go on iTunes, look up David Dedrick, and uh, you'll see a podcast he was on that's something like Dance Me to Death or something. Yeah, he did two yeah. episodes of it. We talked about the Beatles and uh, and and death. It's a podcast about death. Yeah. And so I talked about it a bit, and I was, and I just kind of theorized that the Paul is dead thing came out of the fact that people could kind of sense that the Beatles were running down. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously from our viewpoint, we know that they were running down, but at the time you didn't know. The Beatles were very good at hiding what was happening. Like if you read, if you read interviews from that time period, there's absolutely no sense in those interviews that there's any sort of friction at all in the band. There's absolutely none. There's a great interview with, with John Lennon during the White, well, making the White Album. And he's like so chipper and eager sounding and so interested in what he's doing that you have no sense that there was any kind of frustration amongst mm. the Beatles, you know, that Ringo had quit, that, that they were fighting with each other, that there was all business things were weighing down on them. There's no sense of that in the, in the interview. And it's, it's like that through all the, all that time period. But I think people could kind of feel that there were, there was problems, you know, the Let It Be, you would read about Let It Be was being done and they were making this movie and stuff like that. And suddenly it's not being done. You know, and they're doing something else. And you're kind of like, well, what's going on? Like, what's happening here? And then there's, you know, there's a lot of Apple was in trouble and Alan Klein was getting involved. And there's like a, I think there's just a feeling. And so rather than deal with the reality of the Beatles ending, it was much easier to create this weird mythical story that Paul is dead. And let's look for clues. And let's, you know, kind of put ourselves into this place rather than deal with, with what's really happening. 
And that's what I kind of feel what the whole Paul is dead, th- Paul is dead thing came out of. It's just our, in a, our kind of denial, people's denial of what was actually happening. That the idea that the Beatles could like grow older, grow apart, become, you know, separate individuals. And that's hard when you love something so much as people love the Beatles at that time. Yeah. It was hard for them to think of the idea that this is going to end, you know? And so it's not going to end because it's already ended because Paul is dead. And here's why. Here's all the clues. Look, on his jacket, on Sergeant Pepper's sleeve, he's got OPD, officially pronounced dead. <laughs> on the Volkswagen, on Abbey Road, it says 28IF is the license plate on the Volkswagen. Paul would have been 28 if he'd lived, which is not true, actually. He wouldn't have been. He's already older than that. But anyway, you know, there's just all these clues <laughs> yeah. that people were looking for. And they're just, you know, he's wearing, he's not wearing shoes on the cover of Abbey Road. And that's just because of, you know, some some sort of other culture's uh, death rituals, they didn't have shoes on. And their assumption was there was a Paul impersonator? Yes. Uh, Paul had died in a car accident before Sergeant Pepper. Okay. And then he was replaced by an, an actor who played him. Which, I've got to say that this guy has done a very good job through the, you know, through the years. Yeah. I mean, it could explain the drop in quality from the Beatles to the Wings. But I put that to other other factors. I also think it's one of the reasons that of all the Beatles, like, uh, you know, Paul's one of the surviving ones because no one would believe it if he died. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fool me you once. Just keep hiring a new actor. Shame on you. Um, Fool me twice. Everyone knows that Denny Lane was the real creative force in Wings and, and uh, the guy who played Paul McCartney was just there for the ride. Also, also... His know, contribution, the, the actor's contribution to, to Wings? Yeah. That reggae part in... <laughs> never let die. Never mad to you. If you want to wreck a song. Um, <laughs> also, the other reason that Paul can't uh, pass away is because uh, you'd have that editorial cartoon where he's in heaven. And someone going, here's your wings, Mr. McCartney. And everyone <laughs> would go, boo! It would just be so terrible that we just could not allow it to happen. Uh, I want to I want to go back a little bit now okay. to uh, something you said earlier that uh, made me go, huh, uh, what's that about? Okay. Uh, this cranberry sauce. Well, when the hell did America get into cranberry sauce then? Because cranberry sauce is a yeah. huge part of American uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving now. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but it wasn't in the sixties. Well, so this I... all just jumped, jumped yeah. up. Like when did the when did we hit cranberry sauce? I don't know. This is what I read somewhere. But when I said it to myself, I thought, is that right? Because cranberries are a huge business in the states, and maybe it's just they f- they forced it on us because cranberries, you know, it's like big cranberry. <laughs> Like yeah. when you were a kid, yeah. did you drink cranberry juice? Uh, was it a big deal? No. no. It we became, saw it ads for it, yeah. It was later on because they didn't exist. And I, also, as a child, I didn't it's have just... many urinary tract infections, <laughs> so it wasn't really that big a deal Compared for me. Compared to now? Oh, it's all these sexy parties. three since we started. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, that explains your The itching. burning's all that's keeping me <laughs> awake. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I feel like there was some point where people were like, we have so many cranberries. Yeah. What the heck can we do with this stuff? And someone went, I don't know, juice? Like, brilliant. You know, what else can we do? Well, in England, they make cranberry sauce. They're like, what? We can make cranberries. We can make two kinds of cranberry what sauce. What if we we'll opened have... it at Thanksgiving and it just came out bloop? Uh, well, well the people the, want that? That's the two kinds. Yeah. There's the bloop, bloop. kind. And yeah. then there's the, the kind that sort of like has berries in it still. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's oh. two. The one that's just like a pure gel. Right. Like you just take it out as like jello in a, in a can. Yeah. That's the bloop. I assume that's the bloop. And then there's the other one. It's more refune. It's kind of has like actual, <laughs> has actual. Yeah, it's more refune. It. That's what they call it. Yeah. Refune, I said. Oh, okay. I thought refune. 
refined. That's how I pronounce refined. Um, yeah, and then the cranberry. I remember cranberry juice was like uh, that's yeah. a fancy juice. Oh, now, ooh la la! That yeah. doesn't come in a giant tin container. That's right. Yeah, that you open with your sharp knife sure. and go kunk. Yeah. And now we got to do the other side kunk. And there we go. Bloop 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 bloop. We're, we're Please enjoy your Allen's uh, <laughs> apple juice. Oh, it burns! It burns like a urinary tract infection. <laughs> I wish I had uh, some cranberry you got juice so many. to to counter this. Um, and then that wasn't enough. They still had oodles of cranberries hanging around. So they're mm. like, you know what? Craisins. Oh, Make right. cranberries into raisins. Right. And now you have to, when you buy cookies, you can't just get like raisins in the cookies. That's stupid. That's dumb. No, you got to have craisins in them, which are yucky, in my opinion. Can you tell the difference? Yes. <laughs> okay. What do you they're mean, a can little you tell more tart. I don't know. Did the, you don't like raisins? They both. Just it doesn't look, sound like you like raisins very much. Little tiny wrinkly sugar bombs. It I mean, that's what both of them. Sound are. like you like raisins? Hold on. Much. I am okay with raisins. No, when you say you're okay with raisins, it means you don't like them very much. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the sun-made raisins in mm-hmm. the little boxes that solidified into a brick. Yep. And you could just like eat them like I, a brick. I was fine with those. Okay. I don't like the the, the yellow kinds. Do you like the sultans? The giant, sultana? sultana? Yeah, no, I'm not into is. those. Yeah. Yeah, they got too fancy. When you go to the store now, and it's all this <laughs> organic, huge, yeah. big ass ra- raisins, and yeah. it's just like, knock it off. Sure. Knock it off. This is the cheap snack. Knock it off. <laughs> and don't tell me it's healthy. It's not. You know. It's like uh, I assume they make you poop because if uh, prunes do. All right, but as raisins cho- have to. Is Sorry, I'm bringing poop back into it. <laughs> I I regret in that. Poop and matted fur. In but is it worse that there's a choice of raisins, or is it worse that there's a choice of olives? Okay, I'm gonna tell is you. There, like, have I you just don't like that there's a, this enormous raisin section at the store mm-hmm. now, where it used to be like one type of raisin. Well, two. Sure. There was a sun-made, and then even cheaper than sun-made <laughs> okay. in a bag yeah, yeah. with too many of them, <laughs> okay. and you'll never use them, and it's just terrible. Yeah. Unless you make a lot of cookies. Okay, but now you're uh, you're you, you don't like the amount of olives. Well, first of all, you got your green olives and your black olives, so you're already there. But it's not. Then that you got your pitted and your the, unpitted. Then the you thing. got your pimento, oh. and not, and this was this was always same as it ever was. Oh, but, and yet we've now got yeah. They did not have the olive bar that they have at stores now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's new. I don't remember ever seeing that. That before. sounds like where you would stay. Like if you can't get into the Olive Garden, they make you sit at the Olive Bar <laughs> while your table while you gets wait. ready. Oh, they do that intentionally because they want you to spend money at the. And Olive they have bar. Uh, unlimited martinis, oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the but the olives in the martinis cost yeah. money. The olives, but they have like olives as big as eggs, which doesn't seem. I don't know. I'm, I'm Can you get olives at the Olive off. Garden? I don't. Even, I went to the Olive Garden once. I didn't even get food. How, why didn't you get food? I had to leave. It took so long for us to get our food. Yeah, it I does take go. a long time at the Olive yeah. Garden. Yeah. Because you're family, and so they treat you like family, which is like shit. <laughs> they're right. They're, they're, I, I, I've been, you know. They're, get there, they're get, right to yeah, treat you like yeah, shit? Yeah, they're, they're, they're right when they say that they treat you like oh, family. Okay, okay. Like they, you show up, and if it was like you showing up, they go, we've already eaten. What do you mean? I'm here at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, we ate like two hours yeah, ago. We... What do you mean, we? <laughs> I, I'm here to eat. Oh, well, you can eat over there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Make yourself something. It's in the sure. kitchen. Yeah. We're very disappointed in you. <laughs> exactly. Here, just spread this t- this uh, tablecloth in your laps and just sit over there. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. You still having that problem with your body? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like when you were a teenager? So what, have, which one are you talking about? Your urinary stop, tract infection? Stop saying it so loud <laughs> across this whole restaurant. No, I've uh, never been to the Olive Garden where I haven't been there with an enormous talker across from me. So I like always with I, you, with you, like with, uh, with you. Well, there's always like someone at my table because okay. it's usually at a con or something. Okay. And so you know, there's yeah. some someone who wants to hold court, mm. and so they they do hold court, and I'm just like eating my unlimited breadsticks and salad. <laughs> 
And oh, is the salad unlimited as well? Yeah, unlimited salad, unlimited breadsticks, we and even... possibly unlimited soup. I think that those three might be unlimited. I didn't and then even when see you're, any of this Then stuff. when your pasta comes, you're like, I'm full. Yeah, I'm just too, I'm too full for this. That's, that's Why, how they get you. Uh, what are you doing? That's how they get you. Yeah, I don't know how they get you, but that's how they get you. <laughs> Here's how they get. I don't you. know where their end game is. Here's how they get you. Okay, it's because you're with your family. And you're like, where do you guys want to eat? Uh, you guys want to eat at uh, Red Robin? Oh, no. Mom doesn't want to eat at Red Robin. <laughs> okay. How about we eat at El Fancio's? It's like, oh, we can't go there with the kids. They're terrible people. Okay. <laughs> where is there? I don't know. Fucking Olive Garden? Yeah. Let's just go to Olive Garden. It's fine. It'll be fine. And so you go to Olive Garden because it's a little bit fancy almost, but mm. you could still get in the family. And you go, and then you wait for a million years. And then by the time you get your table, you're so grateful and so hungry mm. because you had to wait three hours well no wonder they have unlimited breadsticks and salad there's no incentive for anyone to leave that's a good point yeah i'm always shocked when i see like the lineups at the cheesecake factory and i go come on there's no need for this it's a pretty big restaurant it's a pretty big restaurant they should have more turnover yeah why are there so many people here for for this what's the what's the appeal Mm. like the cheesecake's okay but you can get cheesecake other places this isn't difficult but it's not a rare treat you're not where it's being built (laughs) like it comes fresh off the assembly line there Right? Do you think they're building cheesecake at the factory? It's a factory, yeah. I assume the, the name implies... It'd be nice if they actually... had like old-timey working-class people behind there, like in, 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 in yeah. helmets, yeah. whatever, just working in the cheese mines, <laughs> just like... Just it's not a cheese on. mine, it's a cheese factory, cheesecake factory. I know, but they got, you're getting it straight from the mine to the factory, oh, right? Wow. I didn't realize. Do you think they were transporting it in trucks? Yeah, I thought that there'd be some... Yeah, so, like they bring parts and stuff like that. And then they have like the chassis on chains... Moving along, and people are adding various parts to it. I the, don't know if you saw the last X Men movie, but I assume it's like where Magneto was, worked. Was that, when the, he was was that like, the messy one? Was it the messy one? Yeah, was it like a big mess? It didn't make As a lot of like, sense. Oh, okay. I thought there was just like sloppy. Yes, like, right. they didn't like, clean it like up. Like the beast didn't have proper the toilet whole, paper. That's right. <laughs> oh my god, matted fur. No, the whole uh, the whole movie. They yeah, they didn't have any like the beds weren't made. And the people, no one took, no one, you know, put their cups away and stuff like that. All there was plates in the sink. I'm taking this out of the poop realm right now, and I just want to <laughs> say that. Say you're the, say you're the beast, right? You're the beast. Okay, and you spill maple syrup on your chest, mm. and it's, uh, it's all over your fur. Yes. Can you turn back into the human? And if you turn back into the human, does you'll it, still have syrup on you. Would you have syrup on your yeah. chest, or would yeah. it just be on the fur? No, it would be on you. It would you be are, on you. You are the fur. If you're a wolf man yeah. and you and you spill something glue on your fur <laughs> yes. and then you turn back into human. Yes. You'll have glue on your skin. Glue on your chest. Yeah. Okay. Well, why would it make any other why would it make sense any other way? Well, like say it dries like on your fur covered, and it like solidifies. But if you're and covered then you in, turn back into a human, yeah. wouldn't it just go go poof? Like flake off? Would it or why would it stick to your skin? Because I they're the same thing. They're it's magical. If you were oh, had, you're going with magic. Okay, if you had blood fair. on I, you, it's magical. Then it's fine. You had blood on you uh-huh. as a wolf man, like you ate someone, mm-hmm. and then you woke up in the morning in the zoo naked, <laughs> and you're like, "What happened?" You're talking about a very specific film right now, <laughs> and you're like, "What happened?" And to everyone's me? British around you for some reason. That's right, and they're all wearing coats that are easily easy to steal, but you you would still have blood like and around you, your and you've mouth. just eaten a guy who yeah. will also be in Return of the Jedi as that guy with the long uh, thing around his head. Yeah, in Jabba's palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. You would still have like blood around your mouth and stuff from, from do they from snacking on people. I'm trying to think like in werewolf movies if they have blood around their mouths. They should. Okay, sorry to bring up poop one more time, but I promise <laughs> this is the last time I'll do it. All right. So you're a wolf man. 
you I've, go out. Yes. And you, you eat a, you eat someone. Yes. Uh, the person you love the most, as you do. Yeah. Uh, so you turn back into the human. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go to the bathroom next day, do you poop a dude? Like, are you, are, is that, is that, is that what there? Or do you magically just like, it's, it's done. It gets absorbed by your wolfness. Or like, do you have that issue to, 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 to deal with? I would, I would say you're pooping it out. <laughs> okay. I'd say that's, that's what the whole, that used to be that old um, commercial with wolf people. Check your Charmin. See what's coming out. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Have you been eating your loved ones? Oh, man. I regret this show so much. <laughs> Hi, folks. That's how we're starting 2018. 2018. You, you started it. Episode 320. Started- when was the, when, when did it take a turn? <laughs> that's, this is when this it is did. This is it. This is the... This is uh, yeah. When the your show... entry in the contest could just be what do you want us to talk about? Not that <laughs> could be enough. Yeah, this Fine. is when, when the show jumped the bear. Absolutely. Um, actually, we had a question from a, a listener who entered the contest, and then they asked, "Are are are my show topics fixed?" Like he, suge- he had a quick suggestions. Yeah. But you know, you can change them if you want. I think that's fair. All right. You can send us three topics, but if you win and you decide one of the topics or more, you thought of better ones, you're you're welcome. To yeah, we're them. not choosing based on topics we want yeah. to say. We're choosing uh, via randomness. Yes, that's right. So you you're, yeah. you you have flexibility. We're choosing we're choosing in the way Donald Trump thinks the American immigration system works. He thinks it's a big bowl and people just reach in and pick out names. Okay, that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though we should try the other way, the actual real way America does. We should try uh, vetting, vetting our listeners. We should have our listeners. Really get, de- really get deep into our listeners' mm-hmm. personal lives and find out which ones, you know, we would really have, help um, the show. We should have criminals helping them across the border into our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably the best thing to do. Do we know any criminals? Do I know any criminals? Yeah. Do I know anyone with a criminal record? I do know a criminal, actually. I can't say who it is, but I do know a criminal. Oh, because Honor Among Thieves? No, just... Can't rat them out? Yeah, I can't write them out. I respect someone's privacy. But I'm just saying I know someone Very good. with a criminal record who uh, spent who went to jail. When I first went to uh, Nelson, B.C., uh, I was doing uh, some shows there, and, uh, and, and I got introduced to the town criminal. Hmm. He was the town criminal. It's changed there now. Oh, is there more? If you went there now. How many? Three now? If you went there now, they would point, Five. To, they would point to the town honest man. Oh. Be like, this, is, this guy's honest. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah, but there's this one guy, and he looked like a criminal. He mm. had the whole look down. He had kind of a punk rock haircut, and he had sunglasses, and I went like, man, he's really going for it. You seem to be uh, stereotyping. No, no. He said he was the town criminal as well. Mm. There's no stereotyping. Uh, everyone in the town said he's yeah. the town criminal. He said he was the town criminal. Uh. Everyone knew he was. It would be like if you went to Maybury yeah. and went like, why are you calling that guy the town drunk? Oh, because that's Otis, the town drunk, <laughs> who knows he's the town drunk. Okay. He locks himself in the cell Yeah, because he knows he's the town drunk. Yeah. yeah. Really slowly. Huh. And what did he do? Like, what was his criminal activity? Uh, he would uh, uh, deal marijuana. He would do that. Okay. So that was criminal. It is, it is illegal. That was illegal. Yeah. It and, still is. Uh, he would. he would sometimes, he would shoplift, I think. Okay. He would uh, five-finger discount. Oh, both of them. Yeah, and uh, shoplifted any five finger discount. And he was a serial murderer. So a five finger discount is when he goes into the store and changes wow, the price tag. Wow, you just went over that with nothing, <laughs> nothing. Well, I'm curious. No about... reaction. No, this is the thing that got me curious. Serial murderer. <laughs> yes, that's fine. So when he goes to the store, this is how serial murderers get away with it. That kind of apathy. <laughs> no, because I'm curious because you said he's a shoplifter. Jeez. 
And she's a shoplifter. She no, and, I'm going G's. Okay, G's. Okay. Uh he's okay, he said he's a shoplifter and mm-hmm. a five finger discounter. Yeah. So that made me wonder if he's a shoplifter and he also takes price tags and moves them around on items in the store. Oh. And that's what a five finger discount is. And I always thought a five finger discount was shoplifting. No, it's not. But you've made me no no, but now you made me wonder because you use them both mm-hmm. in one like one description. As one is stealing things, putting in your pocket or in my case, I used to tuck them under my arm. Mm-hmm. Really effective way to shoplift everyone. Um, you would roll, you would roll something up and slip it up your sleeve as well. Remember, there'd be stuff that you would like then go and it would drop out of your sleeve. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Okay. Anyway, um, I think the statute of limitations is uh, is is run out. You're okay. Mm-hmm. You're clean. The, Wait, is that working with the criminal record? You? No, no. It's <laughs> okay, not. all right. No, it's not. It's not. But that makes me think of that wonderful statue we got from France, the Statue of Limitations. That's in the uh, mm. Vancouver Harbor. Um, so shoplifting is one thing, but the five finger discount, that's when you peel off the price tag of something and put it on something else. Okay. That could be one thing. Or here's the other thing a five finger discount could be. Okay. You go up to the person who's working in the shop and go, mm-hmm. I'm going to punch you if you don't give me a discount. <laughs> that's another and good one. And then they get a discount. I like that too. Yeah. That's a good one as well. And then he's also a serial killer. Murderer. Yes. <laughs> Always a serial murderer. Yes. They okay. prefer to be called murderers yeah. uh, more than killers because yeah. it's just crass. It's a bit, it's a bit classier for sure. But don't worry about it. No one cares about that. They only care about the <laughs> shoplifting. So don't worry about it. It's all right. I'm, I'm sorry. Here. I'm sorry I walked over that. But I think that the people at home mm-hmm. had a good chuckle at your joke. <laughs> and then, and then I, I went, is Dave deaf? <laughs> <laughs> I really went my own merry way. Mm-hmm. Such is my way. No, that's fair. I'm sorry. Sometimes I get um, overfocus. I have an overfocusing problem, which my wife has pointed out many times that I overfocus. Um, speaking of listeners uh, with questions and sending things in, uh, Heather uh, Gilbraith uh, sent in a link uh, to an article. Have you read said article? I yet? did not read the article. I have not oh, read sorry. the article yet either. I think it said gore. It was. It was about chickens. Yeah. This but, isn't quite chick talk. This is uh, people uh, sending us things about uh, chickens. Mm-hmm. But she sent us a thing about uh, people with uh, chickens in their backyards and the gore that uh, that accompanies mm-hmm. this. Which is a good word for poop. Oh, gore is a good way to yeah, okay. describe it. This feel gory. Mm-hmm. More than Are you a poopy. big fan of uh, Film Threat's Chris Poop? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I was in the day. Oh, but no longer. Okay, well, we'll have to talk about this chicken thing after we read the article. Thank you, Heather, for that article. We will read it. I'm gonna, <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I wrote back to you, I'm going to read it someday when I don't have to eat for that day because uh, it looks, is that, like, is it that looks right? like it's yeah. going to be gross. That's uh, what it but I will, I will read it. Mm-hmm. I will read it. But now back to uh, uh, Dave's takedown of uh, Film Threat's Chris Gore. Go. What do you mean takedown? Apparently, you've, you've, got, you've, well, got, a, just, you've got a beef. That was, no, it's no beef, but I just feel like he was kind of a bargain basement uh, Gary Groth. Oh. Yeah. Now that's interesting. Okay. Why? And, uh, well, first of all, let could I could I uh, sure, go now ahead. that you've brought up Gary Groth go Groth uh, away. Uh, there was a uh, there's there's something a little bit a little bit odd uh, this week where someone in a, in a totally different uh, uh, discussion uh, mentioned, "Hey Ian, do you yeah. know you're in that new Fanographics book?" Yes. And we uh, told you so. Huh? They we, told me. We told you so. That is the name. Oh, of the, the book, book is called "We Told You So." <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. you were saying "We Told You So" as a you and who who told me so. We could really do a good Abbott and Costello thing right now. I'm asking who told me so. We told you so. Who's we? 
<laughs> it's called We Told You So. Well, tell me. All right. So there's a book called We Told You So. Yeah. About the it's is it an oral history of uh of of fanographics? You said you had the book mm-hmm. and then you lost it under other books yes. that maybe ate that one book. I don't know where it, it's weird. It disappeared in my room. I was reading it because I would I uh, on on a on a weekend morning like a Saturday morning. Yeah. I like to lay a bed for a little while and read and um. That was my go-to book for a while. It was beside my bed. And I would pick it up off the floor and uh, peruse its pages. And it was quite good. It was full of lots of great uh, anecdotes of uh, 70s, the, the the great days of the 70s, um, you know, convention scene. and Fanographics, all by the way, is a comic book company. If you're yeah, not that's aware right. Of not, they publish uh, Dan Klaus's work. They publish Peter uh, Baggy's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, many other... Uh, they were a big mover. Yeah. 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 They're less... I feel like they're less... Vital than they once were. There's there's an opinion. Okay. This just I would say I would say less so than in the nineties. I think in just the because 90s, there's more there's more companies the culture forward yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. There's more companies doing what they they did, and so their place has kind of been diluted a little bit. And I feel like, and that's nothing against them, because I feel like those guys, you know, really did like do some hard labor to bring you know the comics culture to where where we are now, like the nineties. You know, like they were kind of fighting against a, a a big monolithic comic scene with Marvel and DC, and, and yeah. you know, and even like com- you know companies that were kind of like wanted to be Marvel and DC, like first comics and things like that. You know, there was the idea of like art comics was so crazy then. You know, so this company that was just basically throwing their money down the the drain, uh, publishing Love and Rockets and Hate, well, neat stuff and things like that. You know, it's pretty brave. I'd like to get a little bit more into the history of them because I think this is a good topic. Well, I'm just going to say real quick what yeah, my, ahead, my part was in this. Yes. Was this person, uh, let me know, this is Robin Fisher, uh, mentioned, hey, you know you're in this uh, book. I went, no, I did not know I was in this book. Uh, she took a picture of the page in this book, yeah. and it was a cartoon I did that took up most of the page uh, that was a letter I sent to the Comics Journal uh, a long while ago, yeah. a long, long while ago, yeah. uh, probably in end of the 90s of, or some such. And yeah, it was about Gary Groth and uh, Kim Thompson, and uh, it was just a goofy little cartoon. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was very surprised that no one let me know that this was uh, in, in there. Well, the history of that book is kind of interesting because it was being edited by uh, Tom Spurgeon. Spurgeon. Yeah, who is a big fan of yours, as you know? Uh, okay, that's not something I would ever say, but he's been he's been very nice. He's a um, fan. He liked he liked was, your books. There was I there and... was time. There was okay. Here's here's where I first met Tim, Tom Spurgeon. Yeah, was uh, I think it was at Spirits of Independence, uh, which was a uh, Dave Sim uh, started a little micro comics festival. Yeah, uh, in Seattle, and uh, I had been writing into the Comics Journal. I, was it about Dave Sim? It was about something, but I think it was probably about Dave Sim, and uh, and 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 the very heated uh, discussions in the comics journal letter page. It was called Blood and Thunder, yes. And there was usually be this thing like, "I disagree with this," and then like uh, Gary Groth responds three pages, three of, pages and of the it. horse you rode in on, and so and so and so. <laughs> so right. nervous to write in at any point, yeah. But someone said something, and I wrote in another thing, and there you go. And then Tom Spurgeon came up to me and said uh, at this thing, "Oh, I'm with the comics journal." Well, uh, cold chills go down my spine. <laughs> like, I don't need this. And he goes like, I just want to say, you kicked our ass on that letter. And I was like, oh, that's very nice of you to say. And, uh, and I yeah. went like, it's nice of you to say, mm-hmm. but now I got to see that letter in print and see, because I don't think there will ever be a response like, well, you're completely right. No. It's like someone no. saying that on the internet. It yeah. would not happen. No, it wouldn't. But, but it was actually quite positive and mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I wrote a couple more times, and and one of these uh, times I wrote in was a cartoon, and they put it in this book, which was uh, yeah, because, a surprise to me. Because Tom was editing it, but what happened was Tom got sick, and so he had to leave the book project partway through, so he wasn't able to take it to the very end. And so I think a lot of stuff like that kind of fell through the cracks, mm. um, including maybe letting people know that they were a part of the project. Um, because what's what's best about this fact that I have the book and I lost it is that you gave that book to me when you came back from uh, San Diego. Oh, did I? You picked it up for me there. Oh. And you gave it to me. It was very nice what of you. What a chum of, I was. Yeah, you're very nice. And, and you know now that I didn't thumb through it. No. Because yeah, I would have seen my own cartoon in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, and I had no ego because I didn't look in the back in the index and see if my name was mentioned. So yeah, you're you're more and more admirable. More the fool I now that I yes, think about it. Yes, that's right. Huh. Well, I'll finish the book and then I'll return it to you. Uh, no, it's not a return it. It's yours. No, no, but I'll give it back to you so you can. It's not give it back. It. It's you like you, it you a, could lend it to me. No, no, you can have it as a memento mori of your your comics. By the way, I think what happened in your that's bed- a that's a memento of death. I shouldn't have said that. No, please don't. Um, uh, what I think happens in your bedroom is. You've got so many books that when you leave, it's a combination of Toy Story and those old Mer- Mary Melodies <laughs> cartoons where all the books come That's to life right. and just like sing a little song. Oh. And then and then at one point, like they yes. look at, look at that book. We hate him. Get that book. And then they say, no. Right, they, yeah. they kick that book out mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. of the club. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, pro- that's probably what does happen. Although the books are not organized. Uh, cover out, so a lot of the puns and jokes are, are are lacking. Oh, so so the books would just be, I don't know who I am. I don't we don't know who you are. Yeah. Interesting. We can't see your funny title that references something else. So early nineties, yeah, Fantagraphics was publishing Love and Rockets. Yeah, great, uh, neat stuff, pretty good, uh, and and some and some other work. But when um, but they were having some financial problems for a while. They 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 started a company called uh, Eros Comics. Yep. Uh, that was a porn saved saved their saved, bacon. Saved their bacon, and they had a lot of they had people like uh, high uh, sorry Gilbert Hernandez did like Birdland, which was really great. You know, really high end yeah. uh, porno comic, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know a lot a lot of stuff like that. So you had yep. like the the artsy guys mm-hmm. doing the uh, 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 booby books, mm-hmm. and it did quite well. But then you also then had um, Peter Bag. Uh, which is interesting. In the first issue of Hate, it's uh, there's like a, a cartoon of him and Gary Groth and Kim Thompson on an island. Prisoners of Hate Island. Prisoners of Hate Island talking about, what do people want? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try and do this. Well, that's a stupid name for a book calling it Hate. I don't know. What are we going to do? And yeah. and then I think uh, Peter Back happened to do comics about the grunge scene just when the grunge scene was taking off. Well, he was writing about Seattle, so it yeah. kind of references Microsoft and a lot of other And it really there. hit the zeitgeist there, right yeah. time. And right in the it eyes. It really took off. And at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, Dan Klaus had stopped doing his Lloyd Llewellyn uh, book and some other he stuff. He hadn't really stopped. He'd been told to stop doing it. Very good. Uh, but he did a book called Eight Ball. Yep. And that's where Ghost World and Art Art School Confidential and what have you came came mm-hmm. out of later, yep. and that really started to take off. Sure. And so yeah, they really had some some heat behind them yes, uh, for a while did. there. They were yeah. very very relevant, uh, very powerful. You know. Ugh. Yeah, those books did well, but I think the problem for Fantagraphics was is they they took the money from those projects and then they plowed them back into stuff mm-hmm. that no one wanted or that didn't sell that great. You know, because they're 
if you looked at like their catalog of things that they did, you know, for every Love and Rockets and what, you know, whatnot, they had their meat cakes and their their whatever. But you so, also had things like killers Cud Cud sold pretty well too. That was a Terry Lebon yeah, book. Right. Uh, the first couple issues of uh, uh, Naughty Bits, uh, R- Roberta Gregory's mm-hmm. book, especially okay. the first issue, really really did quite well. They had they had a lot kind of going on. My little point of er with them was, you know, in the in the comics journal, they would always complain about Marvel and DC, and mm-hmm. you know, why do people read these when they could be reading the? There was there was a lot of like that they were in competition where it didn't feel like they were the same real market. It was weird. Um, but yeah. comic stores would say we need the Marvel and DC books because they publish regularly, and you don't publish regularly. Yeah, and we had a comic store in town called Pop Media Culture. That uh, Scooter Johnson. Yeah, it was a good uh, store. And it was a really good store. It had, it was in two loc. It, it moved from one location to another. Both were good locations, and they really just sold the fanographics type stuff. Yeah, and you know there was other co- companies at the time that were similar to fanographics. Mm-hmm. They would sell their stuff as well. And but you, Scooter would have a problem where he didn't know when anything was coming out. Yeah. So like drawn in quarterly as well. Um, because like a Chester Brown book would sell very very well. But when's that coming out? A Seth yeah. book sells great. Who knows when that's coming out? Yeah. And then Fantagraphics did a thing where they went, look, we're going to have all of our books come out the same month. They're all going to come out in November. I remember this because I had the poster. And it was like, all of our books are coming out in November. Yeah. And out of, uh, I think it was like 13 titles, three came out. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 and Scooter uh, said that, yeah, I didn't believe them. And if I had <laughs> believed them, yeah. I'd be out of business. Mm. And later, he did go out of business a couple of years later. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you you set this whole thing up. You're like you're the not reliable company. As good as you are artistically, mm-hmm. th- these 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 shops can't survive on. Yeah, we'll get it out when we when we can. Mm-hmm. That's no, that's no good. I mean, you can you can get them things yeah. out randomly, but you can't yeah. make empty promises. And they would make empty promises and then complain about these stores not supporting them. And okay. it's like, well, you're not supporting us. Yeah, well, you know, we're a, we're a business. That's a good point. I mean, it's hard. For... Three out of thirteen is just fucking stupid. <laughs> but the problem for them is that. Very few of their artists made a living as artists. They were working other jobs uh-huh. and drawing comics, you know. So you can see, you know, maybe they shouldn't have been so, you know, overconfident in their... Yeah. You know, we could probably think to themselves, okay, we've given these guys four months lead time. Yeah. Like, they got to be able to get a book out in four months. Like, this is perfect. But yeah. <laughs> no one, no one, I don't feel like doing that. And I don't, I don't draw that much. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a writer. I used to draw a little bit more back then, but that just pissed me off that like mm-hmm. so many just didn't, it, it was like what happened with Tundra. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, Tundra was, uh, I think it was Kevin Eastman yes. from uh, from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He had a whole bunch whack of money and went like, you know what? Uh, we're gonna do this right. We're gonna we're gonna give money to the artists and we'll give them advances and then they're gonna do their best work because they're gonna have the time to do their work and we're yeah. gonna no excuses. Here we mm-hmm. go. And they gave money to all these artists and the artists spent all their advances and they didn't fucking do the fucking books. Yeah. And it was just like it just pissed me off so much that like you've ha- you've got the chance to do mm-hmm. something and you're not fucking doing it. Yeah. Fuck off. And that was the same thing with, with, with that. It was just like, you guys have books at Fanagraphics. Mm-hmm. They're promoting them. Stores want to put them on their shelves. And fuck off yeah. that you're not like getting them out there. 
I, well, I think that don't just don't make the promise. Yeah. If you can't do it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I think like monthly comics are ridiculous to do. Frankly, you know, with the level of art that you have to do nowadays, it, it was something definitely from the past. But like, don't if you can't do it, don't say you can do it, mm-hmm. and if and set up a reasonable deadline for yourself, and then and then deliver on that because the empty promises fuck everybody over. Yeah, they, they fuck over the artists that come later because no one's going to believe them because you you flaked out on this stuff. Well, that's an interesting point actually, and you kind of if you think back to yourself. When in human history were artists just allowed to produce art at their own speed without any pr- commercial pressure? Well, if they had a patron, yes, but then that's... But the patron was the pressure. Well, the, the patron, patron wanted the production. patron is the pressure. Well, no, the patron might want the art, and the patron might just want the prestige of going. I'm sure. the patron of this person, mm-hmm. so now that raises your status in society or whatever you want. Like it depends what they want. If they want art, great. Yeah. If they want to know, be the patron of an artist to say that, that's yeah. a separate thing. If you watch, uh, I don't know how accurate it is, but there's that f- movie about Michelangelo and the whatever Pope was Pope during his time painting the Sistine Chapel. Peter Pope. Peter Pope. And uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess Pope Leo. Okay. That is a common and popular name in, in those days. So anyway, so uh, Pope Leo is... Uh, Followed by Pope Sagittarius. Pope Sagittarius. Yeah, good band. And then he... You know, so in the movie, there's all this conflict between them over, you know, like, when's this going to get done and why is it taking so long and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't think... I, I think... If you had a person who's like, if you have a person who's paying you, who's not Kevin Eastman, they're going to be putting pressure on you to to deliver what you said you're going to do. Yeah, and they have an expectation. They may not have it when you start, but eventually they're going to have an expectation that you're going to finish it at some point in their lifetime. You know, and it's not, and it's not. You know, speaking as someone who is a a, a procrastinator, a great procrastinator. Mm-hmm. They call me the great procrastinator. That song. They call me the great procrastinator. You really need to finish writing that song. <laughs> I wish I finished it before I started to sing. Um, you know, it's very easy to make excuses for why you aren't doing things. You know, if someone pays you money to make something, that doesn't take away the excuses mm-hmm. that you have. You know, it just makes it easier to make those excuses because now you have money in the bank mm-hmm. and you don't need to do anything because you have money in the bank. When you don't have money in the bank, then you actually have to produce. But as soon as someone gives you a big advance, you know, like if that it was. Just, that just bugs me so much. But it, you kind of wonder, like now I'm asking myself, well, what kind of advance was it? Like if you were a writer yeah. or a musician and you're given an advance, you're given a, an advance against royalties. So you're not given an advance. You're, lend, you're being lent money by the publisher or well, the record company. Well, okay, but. All right. Let's just say this. Like, uh, I'm I'm currently doing a doing a book. We're doing the the Sparks book, right? Yeah. Okay. So both Nina and I got advances uh, before we got started. Yep. And if the book does not make those, I do not owe them that money. Oh, okay. That's the guaranteed money that I'll be getting for that. Yeah. So that's the same thing, probably, with the comic. Like, mm. we'll give you blah 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 money. Mm. You do the comic, and yeah, you're right. It's against royalties when when it com- when the stuff comes in. But if yeah. it doesn't, you've just got that money in the okay. bank. You can call okay. Okay. Yeah. But then, like a dumb dumb, you could have like a second issue and a third issue and a fourth issue. Yeah, you dumb dumb, you know. <laughs> and then, like, and then oops, you sorry. know they're going to complain about whatever shit job they have next. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like oh this and like yeah, you know what? Because when you get the good thing, you won't fucking do it. Yeah, you're yeah. showing them. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's not unusual. I mean, no, it's not unusual. It's just shitty. Yeah, it definitely is. It's shitty, shitty. and 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 like. 
the, you should have other artists that you know are your friends hold you to it and just go hey hey you're <laughs> fucking it up for all of us you need that army thing yeah. where like you know everyone else has to do push-ups because you fucked up yeah and so you don't want to fuck up because you don't want to make your friends do push-ups but there you go see there's the co- coercion element of of it be- comes into play well i think more and- than that it's just no no you've seen yourself do stuff in the past mm-hmm. you're like how long does it take you to do stuff i can do it in this amount of time bullshit you can't fuck you <laughs> double that now add another half okay it's because bullshit bullshit yeah. Yeah. I know you could, I can just get it on a weekend. Sure you could, but you're not going to. So fuck off. Just yeah. say realistically what it's going to be mm. and make that, tell the people that and then do that. Uh, and then act like it fucking matters. Good. Because <laughs> otherwise you're not going to be doing the thing that you want to do. It just drives, it drives me bananas. And if it's not a selfish thing for you, especially with like the Tundra stuff or the Fangraphic stuff, then stop fucking over people that are going to come after you. You know, just, ima- just imagine them and how this screws them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, but it's interesting because, like, in the recording industry, if you're assigned to a label and they they they'll give they'll give you money, they'll give you money. You know, they lend you money so you can record your album. Yeah. They lend you money so you can make your videos and stuff like that. But you owe them that money. Yeah. And I don't think that there's any forgiveness if it doesn't pan out. You walk away owing a lot of money. When I did uh, when I did Space Arm for well, I didn't do it for CBC. What we're gonna do if you if you look online, there's a uh, uh, sitcom pilot i did called space arm so I, good oh thank you very much uh that my wife pia Garrett did the art direction for and nancy robertson from corner gas is in it and it's uh I'm, yeah I'm ha- i am happy with this three parts it's it's up on it's up on youtube um but what happened was we were going to do it as a uh pilot and just record it ourselves because i had i had a big office at that point mm-hmm. that i was uh i was looking after someone else basically what happened was there was a uh uh computer business that yep. boomed and yep. then busted mm. and so they still had the big office and so i said can i shoot something in your office before you have to get rid of your office and they went yeah yeah we can do that so uh we tried to figure out you know, what we wanted to do we went, well we can green screen uh all this like you know stuff and uh and they had the technology to do that because they were a computer business that just was about to go bust yeah so like they had the stuff to render cgi things like well let's do this so uh so we did that and then i i got contacted by the cbc uh just asking me randomly if like i had any ideas for shows and i went yes i do <laughs> in fact i've got a set i built and we're about to shoot this thing over here uh would you like first refusal on that yeah and they went let's talk about that and Mm -hmm. they they agreed to it yeah and write a first refusal means after we've done it they get to make an offer on it Mm -hmm. uh and then uh i can go to other places and if they ask other places ask you say i'm gonna give you more money you come back and go like they're gonna give me more money oh okay but they always get a chance to match it. Yeah. So, like, this all works. And they said, well, you can shoot it in our studio and you can use our cameras. And we thought, well, that's fantastic. You can use our editors. That's great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So we do So we do it all. And then, like, a couple of months later, they go, okay, but if we if we air it, you owe us $60,000. Because that's the cost of rental of the space. And that was never brought up oh. before. They retroactively yeah. tried to do this. Oh. And I said no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there we are. But yeah, so so yeah, I was uh, I was loaned money that I didn't know I was being yeah, loaned money. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So you know, and that's the CBC. Did you sign a contract? No. So they they couldn't have got the money no. out of you. No, <laughs> not at all. That's so weird. Not in the slightest. 
That is not so weird. in the fucking slightest. And then they afterwards their thing was, yeah, but this is standard. Yeah. No. But we didn't agree to it. Yeah. We didn't agree to the standard. We agreed to better than the standard, which is why I agreed to it. Yeah. yeah but this is what this is what's it's policy. Yeah. I didn't agree to your policy. So no. <laughs> that's how contracts work. Dummies. I didn't say more, dummies, but more dum dums. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. That was the show. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. And then when we we went to, uh, because the head of CBC had to approve it. Yeah. And uh, I always like telling this story where he he sat me down and we're like, yeah, when I I first watched it, I didn't like it. I'm like, oh, Oh. okay. Then I watched it again. Loved it. Weird. I'm not sure what we're going to do with it. And then they decided, oh, what we're going to do with it was they were going to put on this show called Zed that they had. Yes, I remember that show. Uh, but then they decided Zed could only be uh, things that were 10 minutes or less, so they couldn't use it on Zed. Mm. So it reverted back to me, and that's where uh, things went to this day you know, with it. It's too bad. Yeah, it's okay. No, no, it was really good. Thanks. Very, uh, you can look at it. It's uh, called Space Arm. I will, it's on, uh, I will put it on the website. Uh, in, in, in this show. And uh, please remember that it was about the year 2000, and so the technology was 2000 level CGI. Yeah, yeah. And all our delightful ethnic jokes. Please Come remember. Come on, it was a very different time. The humor was 2000 as well. Yeah, we all we all were having a good time. Yeah. This is pre 9 11. We yeah. all didn't know we didn't, what we were doing. Didn't know what, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's all fine. Mm. No, there's none of that. It's fine. It does have some uh, anti pirate jokes. That's true. Yeah. I always, felt, I always felt a little resentful about that. Oh, because you're a criminal. No. <laughs> no. I'm a pirate. Okay, back to Fantagraphics. Back to uh, you were you why? were you were kind of a big Fantagraphics follower. You, you I love the Comics Journal when I was growing up. Right. And that was their that was their Now did the Comics Journal come first? Was that the first thing the company Fantagraphics did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they took over a magazine called the Nostalgia Journal. Right. And then they slowly turned that into the Comics Journal. Before they were I, doing what, that, they what were, they should have done, people should have written in every yeah. every week or every month and just gone, man, I miss the Nostalgia Journal. <laughs> oh, the Nostalgia Journal. Those were the good days. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. How huh? about that Nostalgia Journal? Oh, memories. Before they did the magazine, they, they put on conventions. Mm. They would, and, uh, and then uh, Gary Groth worked for um, an artist for a while who's very well known and who did uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Jim, Jim Stranko, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Worked for him as an assistant. That guy's got some hair. He did not enjoy it. Okay. He went his way, and then he started. Uh, yeah, he just was like looking around for something to do, and he, I guess they were doing their own kind of fanzines, and he was fairly, he was quite well known in, in the fanzine scene, and then he took over the the Nostalgia Journal and, and turned that into the Comics Journal. Uh, yeah, and you know never looked forward. But the thing I loved about it, you know, because for me, I never. You know, I loved comics for whatever we- reason. Comics really spoke to me, but I superhero comics never spoke to me as a as a kid. So, you know, I read as much Richie Rich and Archie as I could endure. And besides discovering Asterix and Tintin, there wasn't a lot for someone who whose taste kind of ran outside of the the, the regular group. No, it's basically superhero and horror. Those were the two mm-hmm. genres you would mm-hmm. have at Marvel and DC. Yeah, and so and I, I would read, you know, I would read them like at the the barber. If I was sitting at the barber's waiting for my brother's hair to get cut and there were head comics, I would read those comics. But they usually were like the weird ones. You're right, like a Phantom or Haunted Tank or whatever, stuff like that. Um, and so when I discovered the comics <laughs> journal, it was a really, it was like, it was such a revolutionary thing to read this magazine about comics that I want, you know, I, that I wanted to find out about. And here was this place that 
they wanted me to find out about them and they wanted to promote them and talk about them. And also, which is very important for teenagers, put down other things that you, that you didn't like. Yeah. So they had, really were on board with that. Yeah. So they had kind of a us versus them element to them. And then, you know, yeah, if you, why, if my you thing were in the was us like, camp. Why are you reviewing Fantastic Four if you hate it so much? Yeah, yeah. Why even bring it up? Mm-hmm. It's like, and then later on, they kind of didn't. They, they didn't. did stop. Yeah. yeah. But because, well, because they started Amazing Heroes for, for one thing. So that, which was their genre, like their comic book, like superhero kind of based right. and had a separate, because there was different camps in the comics journal family, you know, and some people were okay with superheroes, would would have liked it to be better than it was, but still thought there was possibilities in that genre. And other people were just like, fuck that shit, get it out of here. And so the comics journal said, fuck that shit, get out of here. So they started Amazing Heroes. But Amazing Heroes kind of had the role of, of uh, Eros Comics did later, which is it was the moneymaker. The comics journal was the money loser. And, you know, they kind of limped along with that. And Amazing Heroes kind of got replaced by Wizard. By Wizard and, yeah. Wizard like Magazine, mm-hmm. which was your kind of go-to for promotion of image comics and uh, uh, pictures of people that you make fat jokes about or go, hey, that guy's gay. <laughs> what? Try reading an old wizard and okay. just go see how these jokes hold up. <laughs> I barely it's a remember. Very, it was the self-loathing. Okay. When it, whenever people go like, oh, the internet, man, that's changed everything. No, it hasn't. This mm. was over here first, and this was over here first. It and just, those mean comments, they're they're right there in Wizard. It Boom. just wasn't It wasn't distributed yeah. as much as hey, it is Hey, what are you now. dressed up like Batman? More like Fat Man. More like, <laughs> more like Robin. More like gay, gay guy in a cape. I got problems at home. <laughs> I don't like Oof. myself. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, because of my peculiar interest in not in Robin and not have, not enjoying superheroes, I, yeah. I didn't really get Wizard Magazine. It just it no, it's it's fine, and it's on me. It's not on them. It's on me, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> uh, yeah, or the comics journal. I mean, the reason, like, I have you know, I have Yummy for issue one. And the reason I have that is because I read about it in the comics journal. And so I was looking for it. And so when it came out, I was like, oh, I read about this. It sounds really interesting. I'm going to buy this comic. You know, and so they were real, like, they were there to guide you, to help you find And things. Yummy Fur is by Chester Brown, That's who right. you might know from uh, Louis Riel. You might know from, uh, what's what's his latest uh, one? Uh, like, I Never Loved You was, was one, The Playboy. Mm-hmm. And what's the one with all the paying prostitutes? For yeah, paying, paying for, for it. it. And then the most recent one. Something about Mary. Oh yeah, the, I can't the Mary name. at the wash the feet of Jesus, or Mary hmm. uh, was there with Jesus, or Mary owes Jesus five. But once bucks. again, sort of something like that. Once again, it's prostitute-centered graphic novel. Yep, it's a, it's a strange obsession, <laughs> but that's the f- part of the fun of com- of of alternative comics is that they're so small that they really are about the the com- the artist's obsessions more than they are about. Some attempt to appeal to all of us. They're just really mining their own little furrow, you know. Even something as semi-successful as Cerebus was so personal, you know, and it's and it's everything about it was so personal, you know. And we only enjoyed it when that personal element of it was ran in our furrows. Once it kind of went off on its own, we we had you know people had a lot of, a lot more trouble. Yeah, with the it. comic store would support th- well, they'd support fan graphics books because they liked them, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, they would support things like uh, like a Cerebus or uh, Howard Chaykin's American Flag, mm-hmm. uh, anything that would be kind of a little <coughs> alternative, a little a uh, yep. little bit different, and, uh, and and done well. But but they're pretty honest in their criticisms, and I think that they didn't spare themselves criticism either. Um, 
But yeah, that was. I think that's probably if if you have if people have a legitimate complaint about Fanographics slash the Comics Journal was that they became a publisher that had a that had a kind of market uh, flag waving uh, independent flag waving um, you know magazine that could promote their their material. It seems a little shady, you know. It's not really super ethical, but so does uh, Dan Klaus still get published by? No, he's with D, D and D and Q now. Hmm. A lot of them have moved on from Fanographics, um, and Fanographics still has big big sellers. Um, Love and in, Rockets. Love and Rockets is still there. Um, the that guy, uh, guy who does uh, Mega Hex, I think it's called. It's like about a witch, um, and they're kind of like these sort of autobiographical comics, except they have a witch as the main <laughs> okay. character. And they're kind of interesting. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. He's, I don't know, but that does sound He's an Australian dude okay. who, who draws them. Um, and then, uh, I don't really know. Oh, I, they also, yeah, I'm they also so used to publish, uh, former guest of the show, uh, Colin Upton's book. Big thing. They did that for a short time, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, the, I don't really know what they're doing now. To be honest with you. Yeah, isn't that weird that you don't know? Because there's no comics journal anymore. I guess so, but like we're okay. We're in the same building as a comic store, and I mm-hmm. probably after this will go yeah. into the said comic store, sure, and I will buy some comics. And yeah, and I don't know aside from Love and Rockets mm-hmm. what Fantagraphics is publishing. Yeah, because that comic book store that we're talking about doesn't really carry a whole ton of alternative comics. What the one, the yeah. one downstairs, yeah. Well, yeah, they do. They got a whole huge section that's just, like at least a third of their wall is just alternative mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that that was kind of kind of their 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 focus was you know really promoting that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean that's where I go and get my spy seal. Well, there you go. That's pretty. But that's image. So image has yeah. A, image has a that's the thing though. Image. Yeah, I think there's there's things like you know Brandon Graham uh, does mm. does stuff like Island. You know, and and I think uh, that would Sadly be gone. that could be well yeah. Uh, it might come back in some form. Who knows? Uh, but like that to me would have been a fanographics book back in the day. That kind of sure. that kind of stuff, sure. You know, or Spy Seal would have been uh, would would have been something that. Fanagraphics well, Kim Thompson, uh, the late Kim Thompson, who was a editor publisher at Fanographics, who loved funny animal comics, would have loved Spy Seal. I well, think. that was the other thing. Yeah, that's true. Fanographics did also publish. Uh, what, what was their? Did they have an anthology of uh, funny Critter, animals? Critters. Critters. That's right. And then they had Captain Jack mm-hmm. by Mike Cazella. They had uh, Yusegi Ojimbo. Mike Cazella, who, uh, the latest issue of the Simpsons comic, he drew a story of mine. Oh, okay. Which to me is oh. always still like crazy that like yeah. Mike Cazella, whose work I, I love, you know, is like, we're working together now. Yeah. We've never met, but we work together. That's, uh, do you, that's interesting. Do you remember the big controversy, the time when he uh, put a nudity in the, in the comic? Uh, without warning anyone, he just turned in the pages to Fanographics. And they just kind of put it together and sent it out there, and they didn't realize there was. Did like they a big not nude. put a warning on the cover? No, they didn't. Oh, that is not good. Because they'd already published the cover. They'd already done the cover, I guess. Yeah, it went. The... To, yeah, I do remember. I do remember that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you'd put a warning on the cover, be fine. You'd totally be fine because there yeah. was already a market for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There was there were books like uh, Omaha, the Cat Dancer, sure, and sure. what have you. That uh, pretty much you just you you you've spent you spent your uh, your examples right there. There's a lot of books at that time. There's Omaha the Cat Dancer. No, there was a. Uh, <laughs> there was another one about a. There was another one about a. Stri- there's there's two about strippers, but there was one that. was But like, were they animals? Yeah, one was an animal. Oh. Yeah, but I know. I remember Cherry, but that was like a porn kind of Archie. That was a thingy. porn Archie uh, comic. That's right. No, the 
there was a, a fella, uh, uh, I think Ed Vick. Everyone, you know, isn't this and, fascinating? And, he, and I think he had like, okay. it was Moo Comics, M-U. Okay. And, they, and they really skirted the edge of like that uh. Uh, furry kind of uh. situation. Okay. And then I'm not sure if he went like full in when Eros Comics came out, but some some did. Yeah. And, and, and took the furry animal kind of uh, comics to the... Uh, the, to the porno theater, <laughs> and uh, and went with that. Which again, uh, it's all drawings. Fine. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Whatever works for you, it works mm-hmm. for you, and that's that's great. That's the fun of alternative. You, you comics. trace it's that Wonder that. Woman comic, and you draw some nipples, and then take it to your room. That's fine. <laughs> Got no no beef with that. that. Sounds very personal. Uh, no, that wasn't something that. Uh, mm? No, what uh, what I would do if I wanted to do that kind of yeah. nudity, yeah, I would do that, but I would do it with one of those magic screens, you know, oh, those okay. things with like okay. uh, you, you draw on it and you can then, uh, then pull it immediately and go, yeah. oh, now it's erased and the sin is gone forever. Except it, of course, is carved into the wax background. <laughs> and I was like, oops, that's no good. Um, yeah, Robert Crumb would draw beautiful women, and then he'd use use that for for enjoyment, and then he'd tear it up and flush it down the toilet. Flush away your sins. Fair enough. <laughs> who did? Who published Robert Crumb back then? Robert Crumb would have well, well after Z- there was Zap, there was Zap, and there was the underground movement. But like in the uh, in the nineties, who would be publishing Robert Crumb? Was that be like Weirdo? Would be out Weirdo, then? Well, Weirdo was his own magazine, so that would have published. That was self published. Yeah. Okay. And then, well, yes, published by Robert, Robert Crumb through Ripoff Press, I guess, or something like that. But it, he was and Peter Bag was part of that as well. He became the editor after Robert Crumb decided to stop doing okay. it. And then I think Alien Kaminsky Crumb did a couple of issues as well. Man, I love that. That that was a great comic because that was right, you know, mm-hmm. right in my teens. So, you know, that was kind of like, oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Like this anthology. Yeah, those of, always would be fun fun to find. An in anthology the, of back weirdos. Issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I have all of them. Did they ever publish them all together? Like a... no, hmm. I just collected all of them over time. Huh, it feels like a weird thing to not collect. Right down to their final one, which they published in France, which was called Verdo, Glass of Water. <laughs> that sounds like weirdo. There you go, everyone. Get it? Get it? Those jokes work so well. There, the the comic store that's in the building is the eighth dimension. Uh, the comic store that I used to find weirdos in was the fourth dimension. Oh, okay. Huh. wasn't wasn't half as good. Uh, it was uh, it was it was one of these stores that had your comics, but then it was also boxes of random things. Yeah, but those were great places to, to dig through. Yeah. And find all those Jack Kirby demons for a nickel. Yeah, like you know what? I don't really like superhero comics very much, but I do like comics for a nickel. And I do. I've heard of Jack Kirby, so I'm just going to collect all the ones I can find of his. So I have a lot of Devil Dinosaurs and Commandy, the Last Boy on Earth, and that's my uh, superhero comic collection. Yeah, I used to like just finding anything, Miracle. anything by Steve Ditko. Mm. It was like the old weird stuff yeah, and the Charlton yeah. stuff and the Creeper yeah. and yeah. Yeah, Christian I mean, there's and... so many characters that I that I just love that like Steve Ditko. Obviously, Spider Man, blah blah. But <laughs> you know, but yeah, you're right. Like Question, Question, or mm. uh, or Creeper. Just, just, just weird. There's weirder weird ones. Gangly characters. Did you do Hawk gesture. and Dove? Yes. Hawk and Dove, yeah. I don't like war. I don't like peace. Wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> let's fight. I don't want to fight. I'm a pacifist. You coward. Let's go. Let's go fight crime. Yeah. Okay, but I don't want to fight. All right. Let's get yeah, out of here. Yeah, that's very odd. He certainly likes his. Uh, well, like Mr. A, he likes the black and the white. You know, the, that two strange contradictions or contradictory things. Kind of bat- cr- clashing and so- again, appeals to again, his a- if you spend Ayn Randian. Most of your time in front of a drawing uh, table, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can get extreme opinions. Yeah, many I... of the people we have mentioned mm-hmm. throughout the show, yes, have extreme opinions. 
If you go like, hey, how about that Jim Steranko guy? Yeah. Hmm. You ever check his Twitter feed? (laughs) Don't. It's not not the best. No. (laughs) But, you know, you like his work and everything's fine. But, yeah, Yeah, you you spend a lot of time with your own thoughts Mm -hmm. in front of a, a, you know, drawing table. You could go a little, uh, I think. Well, I mean, especially in alternative comics where, like I say, it's basically whatever you want to do, you can do. Mm -hmm. If you can find an audience for it, you can do it. You know, and whatever your interests are, if your interests are prostitutes, then you can just draw to your heart's content and talk about talk about that all day long. But and even if you can't find an audience for it, you can still do it. I guess you can still do it because you can self-publish or you can yeah. do it and do it. Just do it for yourself, and eventually, maybe someone will find it, and that's uh, that's all that's all fine and good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, the comic store uh, in the building uh, needs the Marvel, DC, and Image right now to pay the rent every month. So they yeah. need that consistency. Sure. It is nice, though, that Image is doing a lot of alternative stuff that, you know, does come out on a fairly regular basis. Yes. And they've been able to uh, to do that. And I'm not I'm not just saying that because I'm going to be pitching something to Image soon. <laughs> but they're great, great people. Let's, well, that, <laughs> let's face it, the best. And you know what? Their accountant is a fantastic person. Let's, let's well, we that. know that for sure. That is not to be contested. Yeah, we've had her on the show many, many times. Yes, she's great. Branwyn. Yeah. Uh, I think it's bad that we try to make her do her taxes, though, every time she's... <laughs> she goes up here. Just, just for fun. Just, this box. just for fun. Could you what please deductions go would you take? Yeah. If you were... It if just, it's just for a good Listen, time. I know it's... And you know, I know I haven't actually organized the receipts in any particular way. It's just a box full of them. But if you wouldn't mind that, like just taking a look at some of them, maybe all of them, it's up to you. Yeah. Let me know what I can take. And off I know you haven't eaten sugar for a month right now, mm-hmm. and so you're really low-key. <laughs> really low-key. Because that's usually the case when we end up seeing her. She's in the middle of a sugar uh, we both are. fast. We both are. Yep. Do you know when our, you know when Ash Wednesday starts this year? Uh Wednesday? Very good. <laughs> February fourteenth. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So get get that chocolate in the morning before, okay. we, before you get it for the days. So once you get the ash on the head, then that's uh, when that it starts. Lent, Lent kicks in. Yeah. And when does it? When does Easter? April the first this year. April Fool's or Day. Or is it? Yes, that's right. <laughs> April Fool's is tomorrow. Oh, that sounds terrible. There's going to be so many people pranking kids. <laughs> oh, it didn't come. I guess, well, I, guess there's there's I guess there's no Easter. I guess he's putting lost her address. Okay. Here's what I would say yeah. is, is a fun thing to do then. Okay. Fun so, thing to do. And, and, and this is just, if you've got a family yep. or whatever you want to do, just have a good time with this. So yep. Easter's on April Fool's. Easter's on April Fool's. Okay. So uh, Easter Easter morning, uh, before your kids get up, yep. set up everything Christmassy. Put up the Christmas tree, <laughs> all the decorations. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and when they wake up, go, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's like, What? <laughs> Then when they open the presents, it's just a bunch of eggs. It's a bunch of eggs, <laughs> yeah. but real eggs. Uh, I like that well, idea. Well, you'd say that because you're a chicken farmer. I'm a chicken farmer. I have a limited number of eggs that, from our two unproductive chickens that we have. By the way, you need some eggs. You just talked to Dave. Yes, and... I can go to the store and buy some for you. <laughs> yeah. The uh, problem with that, well, for me, I do. Do you ever go to the store put, and put store-bought eggs under your chickens just to blow their mind? Yeah. While they're asleep no. and just go like, hey, nice one. You don't want to give your... Because they might eat them, and then they'll they'll eat their eggs. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, that's so you don't want to do that. You don't Ugh, do that. fucking tales of horror. You can still feed eggs to chickens, but you should cook it before you give it to them. Okay. Because then, because it's good for it's good protein for yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. All right. But um, yeah, don't give them raw eggs or eggshells because it'll make them want to eat it. Not good. They are little dinosaurs, aren't they? Little tiny dinosaurs. <laughs> no, they're birds. Which evolved from dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. Evolved from dinosaurs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they have. They have. Uh, they do have dinosaur-like uh, elements of them. I guess you could say. 
including their hugeness. Noisy, for instance, is the size of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh no. When I, you take you those pictures, picturing... you're so far in the foreground yeah, yeah. that uh, I wasn't. I wasn't what able I should to do that. is go stand near her. The only problem with that is she might step on me. But yeah, I'll go stand near her just to give people <laughs> a sense of of scale. Let me let me ask you this, Dave. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite comic book company of all time? My favorite comic book company of all time. Yeah, your favorite comic book company. Oh, I would have to what, say. What, what company has put out your favorite books? If you go like boy, or or it could just be a company you just got a, a soft spot for, even if it's not sheer amount of books they put out. I'm gonna say, is it as an adult or as a kid? Let's go both. If you asked me when I was a kid, I would have uh, said, "Hey, Dave, oh, wait, I'd like to talk to I'd like to talk to child. I'm gonna have to <laughs> hypnotize Dave to get him into this." Okay, Dave. Yes, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Popeye candy cigarettes. Oh. All right, now you're out. Uh, you're now you're a child. Okay. Okay. All right. Don't be scared by all this equipment and these computers in this room. <laughs> What's going on? What's Listen, happened to the world? I'm just an adult. I'm an adult that's what got you in this room. Now tell me your feelings. Um, what's your favorite comic book company? Uh, when I was a kid, I would have said Harvey Comics, for sure. Okay. As a kid. And what's your favorite Harvey character? Richie Rich. Very good. And Dave, welcome yeah. to the oh, present. What? Oh, my gosh. I feel like, did I fall asleep again? <laughs> yeah. This happened to me last night. I was, yeah. I was at a thing and someone was talking and they were looking right at me and I fell asleep. And you yelled, uh, you yelled Richie Rich out loud? <laughs> Richie Rich! <laughs> having a terrible dream. Uh, as, an, as an adult, uh, my favorite uh, comic book company would be Dupuis, uh, mm. who published uh, a lot of Fran- Bel- Franco-Belgian comics. Okay. I mean, they didn't publish Tintin, which, but, you know, but, you know, Tintin basically published one, like, Casterman. I, I don't know. There's not a ton of Casterman comics that I know, know of that I, that I like a lot, so... But Dupuis, yeah, for sure. That would be my currently favorite comic book company. How about you? You answer both when you're a kid and and now. When I was a when I was a kid, and you can't say image. <laughs> well, you're right. I couldn't because they weren't around when I was. A kid. No, no, I meant now. So I wouldn't make for any now. sense. For now, you can't. No, I'm just uh, when I was a kid, it was completely Marvel. Sure. It would be. It would be. Uh, you were like a. You were a mar. What do they call it? A Marvel head. Yeah, that's what they call you. Okay. Marvel head. That's what all the kids said. Yeah. Hey, Marvelhead. Yeah. And then I'd get a sip sack from Peretz and stab it with a straw because that's how you drank it. It was a yeah. bag of juice. You would stab with a, a sharpened straw. It was a bag? It wasn't the triangular bag. Shapes. No, okay. Okay. it was a bag because yeah. it was a sip sack. Sip sack, okay. And then you stabbed it. Mm-hmm. Through your and hand. You, and you went right through your hand. <laughs> that's how you became a vampire. And stabbed the other side. <laughs> If you did do that and it went straight through, yeah. you would grab another straw, mm. leaving that that sealed, and and stab the other one sideways and try to drink it before, before it, it kind of leaked out oh. through that way. Wow. Yeah, and then of course you you are wounded in the hand, but fuck it because it's lemonade. Desperate times or orangeade or or, or uh, lemonade. Sorry, lemonade, orangeade, and grape. Mm. Uh, and uh, I'd say, let's see, yes. which one of those was your favorite? Lemonade. Okay. Uh, as an and the other thing you could do with a sip sack, of course, was put it in the freezer. That's, mm, uh, that's have a kind of a slushy yeah, sort of slushy, thing. Slushy, yeah, very good. Okay. Um, as as an adult, geez, I'm kind of falling out of comics right now. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Dave. I'm a little yeah. falling out. I like I like a bunch of random ones. I'm trying to think, like, what do I, what do I? What You're do not I, as interested in comics as you used to be. Uh, not so much. No, really? I do like a lot of a lot of mini comics. Like if I go to like a Van Caff or something like yeah. that, yeah. there's always there's always a bunch of stuff that interests me, but it mm-hmm. doesn't get published on a regular basis by any yeah. means. Yeah. I'd say nowadays my favorite comic company is the internet because I like going on there and I like reading comic strips okay. uh, online. Those aren't companies, but okay. You're kind of breaking your own question. Uh, you wouldn't say you wouldn't say a computer company. You know what? I probably still <laughs> read more Marvel than I read anything else. Okay. But uh, but in general, yeah, I'll, I'll read stuff 
online. You could say image. Us. I was just joking. No, I don't think there, there's enough image. So I like Saga. Yeah. And that's about it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. This stuff. I mean, there's uh, Sex Criminals, which I know is good. Uh, there's, um, what's I want to say, Divine, something in the Divine, uh, which I know is, is, is pretty good. But they just don't really super speak to me. I okay. like a lot of personal comics. I like uh, autobiographical stuff. Um I like that's kind of gone away. You know, uh, uh, it's gone away as minis. Yeah. But if you look at something like again, former guest Kathleen Gross is, you know, she she put up a bunch of her stuff recently, and it was yeah. just like, oh man, this is all really great. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I just like devour. It's so 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 good and thoughtful. Yeah, and and so th- and so thoughtful and deep yeah. and and well and well done. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say there's like a bunch of stuff as into you know just dismiss what she's doing is like oh yeah this and there's lots of other stuff like it because her <laughs> stuff definitely is unique but there's so much stuff online if you start digging that you're mm-hmm. like wow sure. this this has a lot of heart to it there's a lot of mm. yeah and if this was all available as collections I would I would definitely buy yes, them yes that's I wish I'm a person who I like the physical uh artifact not cuz I like physical artifacts although I do but because I like to, that's how I like to read. I can't, I don't enjoy reading on a screen. Um, I don't, there's something about the experience that's appealing to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make, I just feel uncomfortable and. Do you, uh. I don't have a tablet. That's so the thing. That's I think, yeah, it. you want the, well, I don't know what the hell retinal display is, but I do know that <laughs> tablets are easier to read, uh, comics on than, uh, a regular computer screen mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> well, that's something I'll have to, think of i guess one of these days but and maybe one day they'll invent a tablet that's really good and is is nice to read well I, and and again my uh, my wife does so much of her art now on the ipad pro mm-hmm. and then sends it off and then it's published and then we read it on the ipad pro yeah and it just feels so direct and so it, it, it just works mm. you know so i'm, I'm a little bit kind of kind of used to that mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i like uh, i like a book oh the hell with you that's fine. How dare you insult my wife like that, <laughs> sir? Sheesh, sir. Can't even have an opinion. I say to you, uh, do you uh, do you have Snapchat? I do not because I because hmm. I feel like it might make me seem like a creep. Okay, I don't know why, but I think the idea, well, you know, but there's that possibility. Um, every time I hear someone talk about Snapchat, it's someone who's usually uh, my nephew's age. Yeah, and they go like, I shouldn't be on there. Well, let me tell you a little story. Tell me a story about Snapchat. I, I'm on Snapchat. Okay. Because I work with young people. Because you're hep. Not that I'm hep. I you're just, down I, with it. I, I'm, I work with young people. And you're up for it. And and they told me. About sexy parties. That I have. <laughs> no, I didn't even hear about this stuff. You're the one talking about sexy parties. No, go on Snapchat. I should. They'll tell you about it. So a person sent me a, a friend request. And I said yes. Because I do that quite a bit. Like on Facebook and, and Twitter, people will send me friend requests. And I just assume that they are. Uh, listeners to the show, whether they're completely Beatles or Sneaky Dragon or whatever, right. and so I just will say yes. Oh, okay. friend it's, uh, it's Ivan Russian <laughs> Russian Botsky. All right, that's just <laughs> that's that's perfect. Good. Yes, that's exactly who I. I mean, what's yes. my lucky pin number? There are well, okay, I guess the pin number I use the most is <laughs> there. There are I do check the profile before I, I I say yes, but you can't do that in Snapchat. All right. So someone sent me a friend thingy, and I was like, Sean Matthew. I don't know who that is. But I'll just say I'll friend them, and if it goes badly, then I'll just. Is it Sean A U N or A W N? S H A U N. Oh no, that's the no never the best never, Sean. Never accept the, the A W N. No, no, no. So I was watching a video the other day, okay. 
a really quite quite a good video actually. Um, it's called it's called Left Behind and the Translation of God, and it's a really good two hour long look at uh, the I, the uh, Rapture theology in the United States and the Left Behind series. And it talks quite a bit. It has a lot of good stuff, like about some a bit of Bible history and talk, talk, some talk about Christianity. And it's not by a Christian. It's maybe he's a former Christian, but he uh, it's it's very balanced. It's very interesting. It's, but it's two hours long. It's a quite a long video. Normally he does like twelve to fifteen minute long. Um, he'll do kind of he'll talk about movies, but he'll talk about them about the philosophy behind the movie. So recently he did like a V for Vendetta that discussed anarchy in and how it's. It's you, uh, how it's used in the book and in the movie. This thing's like stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very good. So I was watching this video on my phone, and I kept getting these Snapchat uh, interruptions, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, you know what's going on here?" So finally, there are so many, I just had to pause and go and look. And so this is what I got. Are you ready for this? I don't know. So this is this is from Sean. Okay. Who I don't know. Okay. But he said, "Hey, can I talk to you?" I did not respond to that. Okay. Then he said, "It's really important." Mm-hmm. Once again. I was watching the Left Behind yeah. video. Then he said, I didn't get this till I went, read, read this as a block of text. He says, I know Caitlin told her friend to tell you to block me, but I got their permission for you not to block me. Now, I don't know where he got the permission from. And how many Caitlins do you know? I know no Caitlins. Okay, but zero Caitlins. Uh, once again, I did not see this message. Then he said, can you please answer? I did not see the message. Okay. I know you don't know me, but I just need to talk to you. Once again, I did not answer. Okay, you will never should answer that. That I know you don't know me, but I need to talk to you. No, you don't, for you do not know me. So whatever reason, there was a pause. And when he wrote to me again, it said his name again. And he said, I really need to show you some SUM. Please reply. So finally, I was get peeved because I was interrupting my video. So I paused it. I, I said, sorry, what is this about? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I like your reaction to this. No. No. Okay. That's like that's like my wife when there's someone at the door. Yeah. And you can see that they're clearly like in the suits and ties and it's like, mm. well, why don't answer? And it's like, no, I just want to see what it's about. No. <laughs> and then like later she'll be like, yeah, they're all like religious and they were this, that, and the other. Of course they were. <laughs> what else could it have been? <laughs> it's but you do okay, anyway. No, if someone says yeah, but if someone says like I really need to talk to you, yeah. no you don't, because if you needed to talk to me about whatever this is, yeah. you could have just said what the thing is. Because yeah. you'd be telling it to me on the same thing you're telling me this bullshit. You don't need to preface <laughs> it. If it was important, it wouldn't be a preface. It would be like your house is on fire. Uh-huh. That would be what you tell me. They're coming for you. That would be what it would. Not I really gotta talk to you. Do you know your house is on fire? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. I wonder why it was All so right. hot. Go ahead. All right. So then he said, Well, first I wanted to tell you the uh, thing. Things you don't know about Caitlin. Oh, no. (laughs) The day y'all broke up, her grandpa just died from cancer. Okay. Hmm. So then I said, I think you have me mixed up with someone else. I don't know. I don't know Caitlin. And he says, do you go to Dulles? I said, I live in Canada. He said, oh, sorry, never mind. And I said, okay, man, take it easy. (laughs) Then he said, why? I didn't even do anything. I thought you were a different Dedrick. <laughs> so I offended him by saying to take it yeah, easy. Yeah, because you're saying, you're basically yeah, like, yeah, calm down. Yeah. I said, I just meant have a good day. He goes, oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks, you too. So then, pause. And he goes, wait, hold up. Caitlin asked her friend to ask if a Dedrick added me back. And he said, yes, but you're the only Dedrick I follow. Me, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means you lying, saying that you don't know her. So it's logical. How could you beat that logical c- conclusion? Uh, once again, I said, I think you have me mixed up with someone else. 
you sent me a friend request and I said, okay, Sean, he's a little upset now. Listen, you, you're, you, Y-O-U-R, the only Dedrick I follow, and apparently Dedrick said that he added me back, but I only added you, the only person on my list named Dedrick, me. I just said, I said, I don't want to say what I said, because you're going to get really mad at me for saying what I said. Okay, go ahead. You ready for this? You're going to get really please, mad. If it's going to be, please contact my friend Ian, <laughs> and here's his, uh, here's his information. <laughs> That's what I said. For, for, a, for a character reference, please contact Ian Boothby. Uh, no, I said, check me out on Facebook. He already has my name. Yeah. I said, I said, yep, that old guy. <laughs> okay. Then he says, he asked the obvious question at this point. Yeah. And I think this is the most logical thing he said. Why do you have Snapchat if you're old? <laughs> I said, I work with some young guys. And he says, oh, well, sorry. Didn't mean to cause any trouble. I said, sorry to confuse you. I hope everything works out. And he said, thanks. And that was the end of our exchange. Now, what was wrong with that? You should have also written, by the way, that wasn't cancer. It was murder. And then block it. <laughs> this, is what, see, this is what everyone said when I was talking about it at work. Everyone's like, Dave, you are the most polite person. Because everyone there was just like, then why don't you just stop right away? Yeah, block. Block him or whatever. Walk, walk away. And I'm like, why, why would I do that? Like, why does he? Why do I want to make his day bad? He obviously has some concerns about Caitlin and this person. No, he's a big Dedrick gossip. Person. No, he's a big gossip. Whatever. He's not. Whatever he's actually trying to do yeah. is not going to help the situation. No, no. Because he's like, he's Johnny Tough Guy who's <laughs> trying to like go, hey, I heard you said something bad about the people. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. That's really going to really calm that situation yeah. down. Now, all I'm going to do yeah. if I'm that real person is going to mm-hmm. go, I'm going to call for Bimini Burr because Bimini Bimini Burr. I'm like, and then they call that guy back, hey, he said that you could say that I called you and I was a jerk. Like, no. oh, well, fuck it. Now, were you getting pictures while, can, while this was going no, on? No, no, no. It's just it was just all text. Okay. So, um, the, just the capper to the story. Okay. Uh, yesterday, uh, he's on the show next week. Yesterday, a, a SWAT team came to our house. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. Because <laughs> I do know someone who that happened to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it was uh, that was the end of it. And a bit of you know, because someone else said, "Well, you should have just said, uh, do you know Kayla? Yeah, I fucked her last week. Block." Like, well, that doesn't help anybody. So I just, you know, I just yeah, felt like that wouldn't help anybody. I just feel like let's go to the, let's just take this to the end and we'll, right. we'll talk it out. Let's talk it out, man. Also, also, this person you're talking to is probably underage. So oh, he's not, definitely a teenager. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. not great saying, yeah, I, fu- I fucked her last week. It's not the best thing, <laughs> you know, in case in the yeah. future, yeah. someone's looking back on your history of computer sure. stuff and like, hey, you know, when you're talking to this 13 year old and saying that you yeah. fucked his girlfriend last week, uh, what's that all about? <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, no, no dice, no good. Yeah. yeah, but he he lives a long way away from us, I think. Maybe he doesn't live in Canada, for one thing. Maybe Dulles, D U L L E S. So it's named after John Foster Dulles, the one-time, um, you know, American, uh, whatever he was under uh, Kennedy, was he? Yeah, I think under Kennedy. Yeah, it's uh, maybe yeah. under Eisenhower. Yeah, it's there's an airport named after him, everyone, and a school. He's a big deal in his day. Do you uh, do you block a lot of people? No, I never block people. Oh, well, that's not a possibility sometimes. I never block people. Well, that might not be a possibility. Actually, there's one person. I didn't block him. Yeah. I turned off notifications from him because because he would, this would post advertisements for his business. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't want to read it, read that every day. So I just stopped notifications. But I never... Well, if one day you say something controversial online, which, uh, you know, maybe you will, uh, then you kind of got to because what happens is one if, 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 there, if, if a certain person... Uh, kind of comes after you. Yeah. 
they will bring with them other people and yeah. then those amount of people will and they told two friends and they told two friends mm -hmm. and then it just becomes ridiculous well so there's not, times you gotta uh, like yeah. like seal that mm -hmm. crack in the windshield before sure. it takes out the whole thing Yes, but I have learned doing a podcast to keep my actual opinions to myself. Okay. And everything I post on Twitter or anywhere else is just so anodyne that no one's going to be offended by it. So I've never been in the situation where uh, I've had to block anyone. Very good. And I don't actually, I don't. And I have to probably twice a day. Yeah, but you're much more. You're much. Like, you have way more followers than I have, like on Twitter, for instance. Even even though the one of the main things people uh, come at me at is like, hey, how can you how can you be verified? You got like only uh, 22, uh, 2,200 followers. What the hell is going on? What's the problem? Like, what's it, I verified because I am who I am. I yeah. proved who I am. That's what verification is. Yeah, but uh, how? Okay, just no. <laughs> you must be fake. Well, really? how would I? No, I just I proved I wasn't hmm. by being verified. Yeah. What fake? Uh, it just makes it makes certain people really really mad mm. that uh, they've got the little blue check mark. I wouldn't bother blocking somebody who said that. Oh no, because there's something else accompanying it. Mm. There's something else hateful okay. or yeah. uh, okay. coming down the pike. Well, that's yeah, or I mean, threatening or yeah, yeah. what have you. I haven't. I've never dealt with that, so I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do. But thus far, right. Besides this one Facebook person that, and I didn't unfriend him or anything. I just turned off notifications. Um, other than that, I've never unfriended anyone or blocked someone or whatever. There's also, I mean, the, the first couple of people I had to, uh, like on Facebook, were people who, you know, you get into an argument with and they, they get to the point where, you know, well, let's settle this with our fists. I'm like, mm. well, okay, well, nope, we're done. <laughs> we're completely done. That's the you, end of that. You should have gone to Fistbook. <laughs> Fistbook, yeah, they don't argue. They just, like, <laughs> set you a place where you can meet and actually fight. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I don't. Actually... I don't think. Yeah, I don't think getting into fisticuffs over your, over online arguments is a best idea. But it's. But you know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think you've ever. You've probably never seen me like get involved in in an argument over anything. Like I don't join into Last Jedi comment <laughs> wars or whatever or any anything else. Like right now. But you're a person of strong opinion. I do have strong opinions, but I I don't. You know, and I I just don't need to people to yell at me. About, about them yeah i mean i do have opinions of things but who cares in the in the long run like it doesn't really it doesn't matter what i say i'm just you know some guy who cares i'm gonna weigh in on last jedi <laughs> you're wrong it's the best movie ever i mean i did enjoy it a lot but i don't feel the need to like tell some guy who didn't like it that it's dumb or, or that he's dumb for thinking that because he didn't enjoy it i mean it's a movie People are going to enjoy or not enjoy movies. That's mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Uh, I think like where uh, I get into it with someone like that uh, is is someone who's being uh, dismissive or condescending to others, and uh, and that gets uh, that gets that gets up my skirt a little bit. I can see that, but why why are they doing that? Because if if you are joining into a, a comment war with them, that's when it's going to start to get that. I mean, I just read their comments and then I just go. What an asshole. Okay, move on <laughs> this thing. I don't like feel the urge to like comment on it I and say because you're wrong because Yeah. Uh it depends what the what the reasons are for it. Yeah. And I uh you know, something like, you know, you cannot like the 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 Ghostbusters movie because it was not an outstandingly good movie. Uh yeah. though the extended cut is is better. But there was a lot of people who came yes. after it before they saw anything mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and these were from 
very popular sites and what have you. And that's probably the most controversial thing I ever said on Twitter. Actually, was that the the trailer wasn't funny. And I said that without knowing that there was a controversy about it. Mm. I just saw the trailer and I just tweeted, "Oh, it's too bad the new Ghostbusters trailer isn't very funny." Mm-hmm. That's all I said. And, but no one said anything about that. No, because I don't have very many followers. People probably read it and went, "What an idiot." Yeah, but you didn't say it Onward. because you know women shouldn't be Ghostbusters or none of these. No, or, I just was commenting know, on it. Geez. Yeah, I don't have those kind of. I don't have those sort of opinions. I I have aesthetic opinions. Right. So I was speaking aesthetically, not. Some sort of political and viewpoint, and maybe I, I have uh, maybe I'm being an egomaniac here, but I feel sometimes <laughs> you know there's people who are who are reading these things who are the future creators of things who are people who like pop culture yeah uh, you know and uh, and when they when they read these things if that is the prevalent thing then uh, a woman who's like you know a girl. I'll say girl, you know, who's who's going like, well, I don't want to get into this business mm, because yeah. you get this wave of shit coming yeah, at you. Yeah. So I feel like I should put something back at this to counter that or just show mm. why this is dumb. And yeah, you're right. It can be a little bubba da back and forth, back and forth. But I'd like to like kick back a little bit at that kind of thing. Sure. You know, when the, when there's something when there's something that's toxic that's out there. And that mm-hmm. happens a lot with comics and that happens a lot with pop culture. Sure. And there was a bit of that that was happening mm-hmm. with uh with uh, Last Jedi. And you know, mm-hmm. you you can not like Last Jedi for whatever reasons you're not liking Last Jedi, but when the clear reason from all your subtext is because there's too many girls telling guys what to do and that's what's really bugging them, uh <laughs> then it's like maybe you want to bring that part up that yeah. like that's that's mm-hmm. what that's what's you know that, that, that's an issue there you know mm. especially when there's you know a lot of you know again i'm saying girls but there's other people too who are going like oh i, I love ray she's like you know and they and they mm-hmm. identify with her in a way I li- that i we, like her too yeah and, and they identify with her and then when you got someone going this movie's stupid it's just a stupid movie and she's a, she's not a hero and she's this that and she's like okay well you can not like it that's yeah. absolutely fine yeah uh but this person liking it is that's fine for them to like it too no it's just stupid okay <laughs> You cannot yes. like it, That's... but this person can. Yeah, you know there you are, and no. Ugh, okay, <laughs> okay, specific person that I'm thinking about right now that's... that's got to die on this this Luke Skywalker Island Hill. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's obvious. You know, you're right, but. That's my. You know, I've got an agenda where I want people to create things, and I want people to enjoy things. And pop culture is kind of where I live, yeah, and, for what sure. I, and the kind of things I make. So I want to encourage the mm-hmm. positive and discourage the dismissive, uh, and I, not necessarily. I don't mind the dismissive myself, but okay. I think you can be dismissive uh, personally, but like uh, objectively dismissive. Publicly, of, yeah. Every movie should get a ten out of ten. Yep, that's what you want. Jigsaw, 10 out of 10, everyone. Best movie I saw this year. If you like Jigsaw, if you like that kind of thing, someone's liking it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What is this, the 75th one? <laughs> I guess. And, well, and if I'm the not, first Jigsaw. If I'm yes. not getting this wrong, yeah. I think the guy died in the second movie or something. Mm. And, you know, this is all part of his big plan. Uh, the guy has a good work ethic. It's i got to give him that. <laughs> He's really worked it out. Yeah. When people fall in love with their character... There's no stopping them. Yeah. There's no stopping that character. Yeah. My annoying subtext is always what stop people what stops people from creating things? What stops people from making things? And I think part of part of the thing that sometimes stops them is kind of a toxic environment. So if there's something I can do, hopefully in a funny way and not a mean way, yeah. to to kind of take that down and not just mm-hmm. go, No, you're an asshole. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll try to. But really it does sink down to that level, doesn't it, eventually? 
these twi- the Twitter battles and whatnot do eventually come down to that it's final. hard not to it's, when everyone it's, just goes fuck you you're blocked that's like the last word on an argument no no blocked is fine because blocked means i'm walking away blocked is i'm 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 stepping away from yeah. this which is which is fine but it's usually accompanied by a fuck you block well the person can't read the fuck you if unless they're right there at that time mm-hmm. so if you say fuck you block they they better be reading instantly, <laughs> or it's they're not going to be able to read it. So okay. that's a pointless thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let me show you what I'm writing to you, and you write it, and then you walk out the door with your letter. <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't matter what you wrote. It's, it's irrelevant. I'm gonna mail it to you later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I just don't. And like, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's a difference between legitimate criticism of a film like The Last Jedi, which I have, which I do have issues with elements of it, although I really enjoyed it. Not and, enough C-3PO. And, <laughs> oh, no, there is more than enough C-3PO in those movies. Uh, actually, they've been very sparing with him in, in this. Oh, my gosh. He's got like three lines. And yeah. I like that because I, I, I feel like people overrate C-3PO's enjoyment factor because he's not that enjoyable. He's not the best thing ever, C-3PO, by the way. Like, there's just something about C-3PO that, you know, ineffective, ineffectual robot character. <laughs> does this, you know, it's okay, but, you know, it's, there's a limit. But uh, I, I think there's a difference between that, yeah, yes, you're right, and then criticizing a movie for, on some sort of, you know, uh, let's be old-fashioned, male chauvinist grounds, um, you know, that you feel you know, threatened, your, your Star Wars universe is threatened by the fact that there's women in it and stuff like that. But what would you say to a criticism of Star, of The Force Awakens that, that Rey was a Mary Sue, that she was way too skillful for, and... Then you, I'd say, have much... you seen Star Wars? Because Luke is a Mary Sue. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I win! Yay! Blocked. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. Oh, no, I don't think she's a Mary Sue, but I just wondered what you, like, if you, uh, what your reaction to that was. And I think that's a good reaction, actually, to it. But I don't think of her as a Mary Sue. Like, when I saw the movie, I wasn't, my reaction to it wasn't like, oh, this is stupidly impossible. Like, there's just no way someone could do these things because the movie takes pains to set up her, what she can do. So when she does them, you're like, oh, yeah, she's already talked about doing this, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't, and so I think a Mary Sue character would be a character that can do impossible things, you know, impossibly grand things to get themselves out of a situation that after a while starts to feel, over, you know, this feels like, uh, you know, Mary Sue ex machina where it just, you know, there's, it's, it's just, you know, when the plot gets to a point where you just need to have these skills, that the character has those skills and it just starts to feel like. You know, there's nothing like James Bond is a Mary Sue. Yeah, I was gonna go like yeah. James Bond does that every yeah. year. Yeah, James Bond, and that's a weakness in that character, I think. Uh, that Superman is a Mary Sue. Then Superman has weaknesses, though. Yeah, he's got weakness of kryptonite. But like, uh, you know, uh, you get to the end of Superman one, it's like, uh, hey, you know, I can uh, I can travel through time. I can go backwards in time. Yeah, that's terrible. And you go like, oh, I didn't know that you could. I know your dad said at one point, don't time travel. Yeah. But you didn't mention that you can physically do it by yeah. going around. The, oh, you can do that, huh? Yeah, that solved the problem. By doing something hmm. really stupid. Really stupid that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, done. Anyway, everybody, uh, take a drink. Yeah, please. We got, the, we got the siren outside. Uh, yeah, Superman. I wouldn't say Superman is a Mary Sue, though, because I feel like he has weaknesses that are not easily overcome. He has to overcome them through through his own efforts, not through some sort of magical ability that springs up like like you don't like introduce kryptonite into the story and then he's like haha i have the ability to absorb it into my body and it disappears you know that would feel like oh that's just 
like one superpower let's too many. Get, let's get just uh, we don't have a heck of a lot of time, but let's get into why kryptonite's bullshit. <laughs> so the, everyone, put your feet up on the chair. Superman's back. weakness. Yes, and how how you usually have to do your superhero. Here's a trick, writing trick. Yep. Hey, the hero's weakness mm-hmm. is also his greatest strength. And Superman's oh. weakness, which is his greatest strength, is he will not kill and he okay. will uh, he will try not to injure people. Okay. Okay. So you're Superman mm-hmm. and you see a guy who's down on the street and he's got some kryptonite in his hand. Yeah. Or, you know, just, just hit him with a heat vision and, uh, and, and uh, melt the ground underneath him. Kryptonite falls in the ground, whatever it is, and you're fine. But you're going to hurt the guy, so yeah. he can't do that. Yeah. Uh, 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 use your breath. Blow him away. Uh, clap your hands, it hurt the uh, and uh, you know you've got a sonic boom, and that's there's there's no there's no reason that that the kryptonite should ever be a problem for you. Yeah. Even when it's like I fired a kryptonite bullet. Hey, guess what's not my problem with bullets <laughs> getting out of the way? I'm faster than them. Yeah. There there we go. What are okay. you going to shoot at me? A laser. Mm-hmm. Hey, funny story. Also, you know the speed of light? I can beat it. So what are you going to shoot at me? Nothing. Yeah. Kryptonite shouldn't be a fucking problem. You can't get. Super, you shouldn't be able to get the that shit near the guy. He well, should be able to feel it. This, you know, it's, it's starting to get close. Hey, wait. This is starting to get a little uncomfortable. Fuck you. Yeah. And uh, get it out well, of that, here. You're right. And that's why. And his other greatest strength is his his love of or his friendship with other people. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he loves Lois Lane, that he's friends with Jimmy Olsen, those people make him vulnerable. Yeah, you know, but that's also what his greatest strength is—the fact that he is essentially this super powerful. Uh, I'm gonna call him a human because he grew up as a human. Oh, in our world. Oh, all right, sure. Wait, what's that? He's not a human. He's an alien. In, in a way, but at the same time, in a way that he's an alien. Yeah. But in the way that I'm not. Is con- Alpha human to you? No, but he is Mork. They didn't grow up here. Is Mork a human? Mork was not raised here. He came down to Earth as a fully formed... E.T. E. showed up for a while. How long does he have to stay before he's human in your eyes? A long time. <laughs> but then he'd be human? Well, I just mean that they're more human than alien. Like, okay. I am more Canadian than American. Although my passport says I'm American, I'm okay. an alien in Canada. Okay. I am more Canadian than I am American. I'd say if someone co- If someone complimented something about America against Canada, I would, I would be offended, as okay. a, speaking as a Canadian who has an American passport. You know what? I, do you understand what I mean? I understand what you mean. Because I grew up my whole conscious life the same way Superman grew up his whole conscious life as a human being, going to school with other children, playing with children, mm-hmm. having friends who are humans, having parents who are humans. All his experiences in life are human experiences. He does not have any Krypton, Kryptonian experiences in his life. Right. He is growing up, but he is not experiencing Earth in the same way a human would. He is hearing things. He is seeing things. Mm-hmm. He is smelling things. Yeah. He is not the feeling things. The same way as an American, I am better than Canadians. <laughs> sure. Because I'm American. Here's, here's I am some... obviously better than Canadians. Here's something my wife... Uh, but... F- sorry, go ahead. I live my life as a Canadian. God bless. I grew up God as a Canadian. You, always knowing how much better I was than the kids around me. Uh, and you've, uh, you wear a second set of clothing under your own, <laughs> so you can just tear them off at some point. That has, uh, this, yes. You have a Rush t-shirt I have underneath a, there. I have a U.S. I have a US oh, flag. Oh, sorry, it's a U.S. Flag. flag. Very good. Uh, my wife uh, realized something the other day and did a little cartoon about it that yep. made me smile, uh, which was <laughs> in the original uh, Superman stories, uh, his outfit yep. is made from the same 
uh, blankets that he was wrapped in as a baby. Yes. Uh, the the Ma Kent uh, broke many needles. Well, she she just un whatever did and then yeah. resewed. Yeah. Which and and so uh, you know, my wife was saying like so he's he's wearing his blanket mm-hmm. like he's like Linus he's constantly got his blanket with him. Okay. It's like oh my god that's adorable he never he never lost his security mm. blanket. Nice. Yeah. Oh by the way Superman's getting his shorts back. Oh good. Yeah. About time. Thousandth issue of Action Comics. He gets his shorts back. And I clearly remember when I was a kid buying the 500th issue mm. and asking my mom for a dollar so I could get it. Yeah? And what'd she say? Well, here's, here, here's the dollar. Oh. She that's, gave it. It was nice surprising. Either. To be fair, it yeah. was surprising. <laughs> yes. And I, I got it from a smoke shop at Delta Shoppers Mall. Okay. And it was a big, thick comic. Mm. And it had some bizarre stories in it. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Superman for you. Yeah. Superman could be tell you some weird stories. Superman family is a great. I think that's where Superman comics are best because they're just so kooky. Yep. Because the character is pretty kooky in it, in its way. Uh, yeah. I used to like, my favorite thing in Superman Family okay. was uh, the Earth Two stories where uh, where it was Superman of Earth Two and he was married yeah. mm-hmm. and Batman was married as well and Batman was married to Catwoman nice and, and they'd hang out together. Those are from the sixties? No, no. Oh, uh, those were from the uh, those are from the eighties. Okay, the ones I like are the old ones. We have we have a bunch of coverless ones. All right, Superman Family from a long time ago, and those are Is really Superman Family comics in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Well, at least early seventies. Okay, may, I, I'll give you early seventies, but okay. I don't think in the sixties. Okay, I don't want to call you a liar, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> Let's at this turn point. this into a Twitter war. All right, fuck you, blocked. But uh, do do you do you have any? By the way, do you have any uh, chicken updates? I don't have any chicken updates. Very good. Chickens are doing. uh, Queenie's doing okay. Yep. I won't say she's doing great. She is definitely a sick chicken, and hopefully she'll make it through winter and get get into the summer. Okay. Where things will be more comfortable for her. Yeah. But uh, Noisy's doing fine. Okay. So that, that is your chicken update. It's not much of an update. I'm sorry. If you want to hear more, uh, what you can do is enter our contest and go, I want to hear more about chickens. <laughs> oh, God, please don't. Now, here's, here's how you enter our contest. Once again, if you want your own private episode, it's like a, it's like a lap dance, but a podcast. Mm, We're going to take you into a private room and give you three topics. So like three songs. Do they have to buy champagne, really, really expensive champagne when they do this? Yes. Oh. They do. And okay. then they have to feed it to a chicken. Well, uh, chickens love champagne. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. Uh, and caviar. They are fancy, fancy birds. Mm-hmm. So so here's what you do. You give us three three topics. Uh, we will draw a name from a hat. We will read those topics and go, okay, we'll do an episode. And we'll do that episode for you and you alone. You can put it online if you want. You can keep it to yourself. You can, uh, you can, you can drive around in a truck and blare it through a speaker if you feel like it. <laughs> but here's... A la Nashville. A la Nashville. The movie. The, not the person. Not the person, Nash. Nashville. That's right. That guy, forget about him. I blocked him on Twitter. I think there was a character called Nashville on the Croft Super Show as well. Anyway, and Captain <laughs> Cool, Captain Cool, Super Chick, uh, Turkey, Nashville. Mm, there might have been a, another. No, I think that was it. That was the whole uh, Captain Cool and the Kongs gang. See, I got that in my head, but I can't remember friends' names. Ugh. No terrible. wonder. Here's, by the way, mm-hmm. I saw the post. Really worth seeing. Really good. Okay. Uh, little things in it that make you go, aw, are like having to remember full phone numbers. Yes. Ooh, and then dial them on a dial phone. Mm. You're just like, oh, it's so tense. Go, will he remember the numbers? And he's got to get all his quarters. Uh, it wasn't even quarters. It was like dimes. And he's spilling dimes. And it's like, oh, no, will he remember the n-? Of course he will because it was back then and people had memories. <laughs> anyway, see the post is what I'm saying. And see what phones were like back then. Yes. Enjoyable. 
So anyway, uh, if you want to enter our contest, uh, you can email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We can also, we'll listen to anything that you uh, write to us. We'll say hi. Can I, can I talk about it. a movie? Yeah, let me do this, and then we'll talk about a movie. How's that sound? Okay. Because I'm, I'm on a roll. Okay. Okay? I'm butter. I'm on a roll. Uh, <laughs> or go to our website, sneakydragon.com, and leave a message on our message board. Go to Twitter, sneaky underscore dragon. You can also leave something there. Uh, we're on Tumblr, sneakydragon.tumblr. And we're, you know, even we're on Skype, frankly. Sneaky Dragon, look for our logo. You can just leave us a verbal message. That won't do you any good because it's got to be entered in a hat. What are we going to do? We could write it <laughs> well, down, I suppose, and throw yeah, it in a hat. But why are you making us do that? We've had to do that for all of them because they're all coming electronically. There's none of them. Oh, ever. so electronic. <laughs> I don't even believe it. Okay, Dave saw a movie, so we're going back to Dave with... Uh, Y'all done? Y'all finished? I believe so. I think that's the four, right? Sure, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, email. Who cares? It's our website. No one it's cares. Twitter. It's Tumblr. No one cares about that either. Okay. No one cares. Oh, and Dave's on Snapchat now. And I'm on Snapchat. <laughs> so if you're young. If you're young and you're looking, you want to talk about Caitlin, look me up. Yeah, I hope things work out with Caitlin. I really do. Because when I broke up with her, Grandpa died of cancer. That's, yeah. how, that's how upset he was. Cancer when I broke of up the with sadness. Her. Cancer of the sadness. <laughs> that's the worst kind of cancer. You can't even be sad about it. No, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, I saw a, a really good movie, and that movie was... Star was, Wars. <laughs> the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. And we're back. It was very good. No, Paddington 2. I've heard nothing but good things. So good. And I love the first one, by the way, everybody. It looks like a Wes Anderson movie from the trailers. It has some Wes Anderson qualities. does have some Wes Anderson qualities. And it's just so wonderfully understated. It's a wonderfully understated film. There's a chase sequence in the movie, and it's just done really well, and it's not like over the top. The way everything's become nowadays in the world of CGI that you can, we can do whatever we want. Won't that be great? No, it won't be great. <laughs> Restraint is great. And this movie is restrained and funny. And unlike the first one, which I did enjoy a lot, but when it went to the villain in the first movie, what I was thinking while the villain was being villainous was, I wonder what Paddington's doing. Because <laughs> I just wanted to go back to what Paddington was doing. Sure. In this movie, when the villain was being villainous, it was entertaining enough that I didn't mind that I wasn't seeing Paddington. And it had a return of a character from the first movie that I loved in the first film. And that character is just as good in the second. And it's, so it's, it's, if you like Paddington 1, you will love Paddington 2. That's all I'm going to say. Already. And I did see one other film, and that movie was I, Tonya. Oh, okay. The Tonya Harding story, starring uh, Margot Robbie, playing Tonya. Any Harding. similarities to Paddington? <sighs> she loved Marmalade. Very good. Ta- Tonya Harding loved Mar- Marmalade. In fact, she was thinking of changing name to Tonya Marmalade. <laughs> um, and, but and it's then really they good. Playing Lady Marmalade. It's, uh, did they ever play Lady Marmalade in the Paddington movie? They did not play Lady Marmalade in the. Paddington oh, movie they should have. Because voulez-vous coucher avec moi is not kosher. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's another really good film. And I've heard people say, uh, "Why did they make Tanya Harding um, sympathetic?" Mm-hmm. Well, because you're watching a movie about this character, so if she's unsympathetic to the whole film, it's not, you know, it's pretty much a grueling uh, thing. There are, they don't, to me, there are lots of, they don't really hide lots of character traits of hers that were, that were unpleasant, that made her an unpleasant person in some ways. Um, they didn't dwell in the, in the post-event period, you know, which is more where I know her from. Um, you know, when she became sort of a punching bag for sports talk radio and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, you know. And her various exploits and phone calls to 911 became the, the stuff of laughter. It, um, 
but it really gives you a sense of who she was and what what happened, and and it's sympathetic to her. It's it's interesting. It's a it's an interesting film. I would I, I would like to see that. Yeah, I would recommend it. I, I, it's I, good I, enough to go see in the theater. I'm also going to recommend uh, Molly's Game. You saw that and thought it was really good. I did. Yeah. Th- I did yeah. think it was quite good. Uh, it's a little too Aaron Sorkin-y uh, with the dialogue. She didn't mind that. Which is everyone you know, is uh, witty, witty, witty. Her dad has made her watch Whit Stillman films, so she has no problem with a movie with a lot of uh, yeah. talking in it. Fair, fair enough. Her one complaint about the film was that it had a lot of sort of s- explanations at the beginning of the film, a lot of kind of schematics or whatever that what happened and then it just drops from the rest of the movie okay and she said she wished that, that it had carried on through the film because it felt kind of weird that it there's a lot of it at the beginning and then nothing else after a while and so that was her one complaint about it she enjoyed it as well though very good uh, now let me ask you this uh again we're, we got to wrap up pretty soon uh never the uh the i Tanya folks mm. imagine the the writers and directors of i Tanya. okay and they do um, the movie about steve fonio could they do it i Fonio? I find you. Yeah. Because there's a there's a fallen uh, fallen mm-hmm. kind of icon in uh, yeah in Canada. Kind of, I mean, you can it's it's hard to think of someone who fell farther. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in people's you know. Well, uh, could they could they do could they do a sympathetic? Could they pull the same things that they did in Itania on Steve Fonio and make uh, make that work? Do you think? It'd be difficult because there is um, there is some. Steve Fonio, by the way, was a fellow who after Terry Fox. Uh, couldn't complete his marathon of hope because he he passed away from cancer. Uh, he he recreated the the marathon of hope. Yeah. Uh, and crossed Canada raising money for uh, cancer, and then later on, uh, got a little uh troubled. Yeah, he did have some trouble. But we say later on, but he had trouble during the run. Mm. You know, like there was unpleasant incidents that happened during the the run as well. So I don't know. It's hard. He's a really it is an interesting character. I don't know if we could make him sympathetic. It would certainly be interesting. Um, but I don't know if we'd ever like have a moment where we're like, ah, <laughs> you know. But you never know. If you live in someone else's skin mm-hmm. in a film and it's done in a sympathetic way, uh, you know, there could be a you can reach a point where you understand all the all the forces that have brought them to this moment, and you do feel sympathy for them. And that's so. Yeah, I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could. And if you want to see a movie about a person who did something unsympathetic, that's okay. Listen, I'm going to say it. this movie is about a C plus movie. But you can you can you can watch it. Yeah. And have it on, and it's going to be okay. You're mm-hmm. going to be all right. The Grinch is still Christmas. Is the Polka King the Jack Black uh, movie about on Netflix? Uh, on Netflix about uh, a fellow who uh, did a Ponzi scheme in uh, real life. Okay. And. Uh, this is this is the interesting thing is like you watch the movie go well that's ridiculous and then you see like clips of the actual person go shit that was real like the stuff that's <laughs> the most ridiculous yeah. is completely real and uh, actually really happening like well uh, that couldn't have happened mm. we well, didn't do that okay. well that didn't go on and uh, yeah it all it all happened uh, mm. and you're you expect it to go in a bit of a different direction than it yep. does yep. Uh, but it's uh, yeah it's uh, it's uh, it's worth a uh, watch would you call it a success like like last year's bright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Bright is one of the greatest movies of 1993 that <laughs> unfortunately was made today. <laughs> but by God. Idea. Yes. The world building in that. Yes. Very, very, very good. But who the heck knows? Uh, if you if you enjoyed it, like I say, you're wrong. Oh. And I don't want you to like it. And I hope... <laughs> Block. Uh, that's, and that's all i got to say about that. So here's... Okay, here's the rule then. You know, look, every movie's I, good. Okay, but I got sorry. Unless I got to say it offends real, us. In which every, case, it's everything bad. else on Netflix. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. 
everything yep. uh, has one of two things. Okay. Uh, at the end of it, it goes like, if you like this, you might like Narcos. Of course. Okay? Yeah. Or, yep. or it's mm-hmm. either Narcos or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So oh. I'm like, at the end of it, I'm going, hey, I know what's coming up now. Okay. I After know what's bright, coming up now. If you like Bright. Wrong. You might like. No. Didn't, that, that didn't come up. It's like, Fresh Prince of fucking Bel-Air. You might it's like. the lead. It says, if you like Bright, you might like Light, which is the history of Light Bright. <laughs> Which is in the show Toys that we grew up on. Or whatever oh, there that show, yeah. Okay, there we go. That's probably what came up. Had light bright. And if you like light bright, you might not like your dad stepping on the light bright pieces <laughs> because he'll swear. If you like light bright, you might have liked the fact that once you're done with the black paper, you can just put it away. That's the end of light bright. Yeah. Where else are you going to find black paper? Yeah, where is black paper? Construction paper. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Huh. Just make your own black paper. Eh. Lazy. So hard. Well, wrap up the show. All right. Say goodbye. Say right. goodbye, Gracie. I, I will. I will. I will say goodbye. So, yeah. Let us. Uh, let us know if you want to enter the contest. Uh, if you disagreed with anything we said on the show, that's fine. Uh, if you, what's your, hey, how about this? What's your favorite comic book company? Who, who, who's, uh, who's oh, doing the comics that you're reading the call most to action. now? Yeah, that's the call to action. We're mm-hmm. doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Also, are you on Snapchat? <laughs> and if you are, how old are you? And if you are on Snapchat, uh, no, don't say hi to my nephew. Don't. That's creepy. Don't. No, Leave don't him alone. Do don't do that. Let, he's got homework to do. Yes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway, I've been Ian. I've been David. This is yet another damn sneaky dragon. 320. We'll be back for another one next week. 321. <sighs> Anyway, oh, and also, uh, buy, uh, buy Sparks. Oh, next week will be an exciting show. Uh, so, well, let me plug the Sparks thing. No, no, it's not important. It's available next for pre-sale now on Amazon uh, and uh, other things, and that's a book that I wrote, Nina Matsumoto drew, Dave Colored, and it's been getting some nice reviews. Publishers Weekly, uh, nice one. We got one coming up in Booklist that was really nice. We got Starred in yep. Booklist, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's been getting uh, good reviews, so uh, why not pre-order it yep. and uh, do that? Dave's got one more thing to say. Go. Publishers Clearinghouse also gave it a good review. <laughs> They showed up with a giant check at your door. Yep. Oh, lordy. (laughs) 